Yeah, man. Yeah, finally got everybody on at once. It's dope, man. We're Skype experts now, B. <laughs> I'm getting pretty close to being a Skype expert for sure. For sure. I'm learning all the tricks. I actually uh, figured out, I was saying I figured out how to broadcast live the other day. Even though I don't have a webcam, I can broadcast live, stream the desktop, play the sound from the desktop, all of that. I, I definitely had to upgrade. Yeah, now if we could just figure out how to play clips and get the visual and the audio to work, I think we'd have it made. Yeah, I think so, that's what it is. We're going to have to use like Discord or something like that, but it, it can work for sure. So Which, I might have I been a bit over the top in declaring uh, our expertise. Maybe <laughs> we're, we're journeymen, at least. Yeah, at least. We're Skype journeymen. So what up over there, man? How's your day been so far? Oh, man. Really dope. Really, really oh. dope. Are you guys on video or just on both? No, nah, just uh, just audio. Okay, cool. Nah, cool. We know what each other looks like. It's on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been yeah. good, man. I've been uh, not not to sound new age. I've been I've been meditating all morning and shit. It's nice. Dope. Yeah, man. That's awesome, man. Yeah. yeah I just went out to uh to one of my homies' house. Him and his uh, lady just found out they were pregnant, so dope. they had a little get together and went over there and commandeered his grill for a couple hours nice cook some food and shit yeah it was cool man we had a good time did you hit him with the teriyaki salmon special oh bro i, I made some dope uh what was it it was uh cilantro lime barbecue chicken damn yeah hardcore damn i hardcore. miss chicken i miss chicken so much i drive by and see the popeyes chicken sandwich <laughs> and get a get a boner i just get a boner dude i'm like oh please but i just can't do it nowadays man yeah i feel you man i miss it though for sure it's if, if popeyes is getting you excited you definitely gotta miss chicken i mean but it's also just the 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 decadence of that whole thing is just like i still you know urge for like bad shit all the time i'm still like yeah it's terrible for me but i want to just rub it on my body you know <laughs> just, that might be a good alternative to eating it just get yeah like just a, <laughs> cake and just rub it on yourself that now listen you know? and if you if you're willing to do it in front of a webcam you could become oh, a millionaire shit, Bro, I, I, the only reason There's only market reason for that only reason I called in was to, to to tap my OnlyFans page. That's the only reason I'm doing this. Yeah, there it is, bro. Listen, Come I'm watch me you. rub Popeye chicken sandwich. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, and I'm a, I'm a vegan, and I'm rubbing Popeye chicken all over my <laughs> So Check it's it out. naughty. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm pretty sure you can get at least 30 bucks a month for that. I'm going for it, man. That 30 bones will go a long way. Yeah, especially from 20,000 angry vegans who want to see your videos and get pissed. And imagine for hours. Imagine, yeah, that would be dope. OnlyFans blew up, bro. Popped off. Who the thunk, right? Yeah. All it took was a global pandemic to make everybody start hoeing online. <laughs> Shit. I, I mean, they they already were. All it is is a, like a paid Snapchat, basically. You know, like I know you oh, could pay right, Snapchat, right, right. but like they, Snapchat's been ratchet. You know, they've been eh. they've been doing that. Dude, it's cam girls. For just the regular Joe, it's like to take the stigma of being a cam girl away. That's it. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah, it. Yeah, yeah. Just normal chicks. Like hanging you don't out. know that I'm showing spread eagle on my OnlyFans page. Like <laughs> you don't know for a fact unless you subscribe. So you really right. can't accuse me. And it's and it should be alarming that this is, you know, forty million people are out of work. You know, 
like the billionaires collectively have made six hundred billion dollars since the fucking pandemic started, and there's a whole swath of women running to show off their pussy for thirty dollars a month. I mean, I love I love that class civilization. I love that people like act like there's no reason or no one benefiting from the pandemic they're like why would everybody shut the economy down i'm like bro oh dude it's so easily wealth grab (laughs) they've shifted so much wealth like they've basically eliminated every you know how like when walmart came out and everybody's like oh you know i think in new york city you still can't have a walmart because they're like yo you destroy small businesses and that's like 80 percent of our economy like everybody owns a small business so they're like, no, you can't be here. The, way, the same way that Walmart kind of came in and undercut every other business and they all had to like stop doing what they were doing, they've done this shit with Amazon now. Amazon, Walmart, Target, all of their stock is soaring. Their value is higher than ever. And nobody else can even go and go to work. Like People are literally not allowed to open their business, but everybody that's got a lobbyist, they can continue to operating business as usual. You're killing all of your competition with wow. government aid. It's a huge wealth grab. Wow. Didn't think of it that. Well, I'm logging off. I'm now depressed. I was meditating all day. Oh, man. I'm <laughs> done. Sorry. I'm and sorry. now done. I'm done. I'm done. I, I, I apologize. The that's the... <laughs> it went a whole five minutes. I'm ruined uh, that's it, that. man. That's it. I'm already <laughs> trembling. I'm trembling. I got new gray no, hairs. No, stay that's stay it. in a good place. Listen, no, this, I'm because playing, I'm not enlightened like you two, oh, stop this it, the only thing that I have to offer is is uh is a, is news addiction. Like, hey, hey, listen, <laughs> this this is what's going on. Where did you meditate today? No, 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 no. I'm filled with hate and rage, but listen to what I know. Listen <laughs> Don to what and I, I Don and I were talking yesterday uh, a couple days ago, and it was like it's so funny when someone shares this like a terrible article with you. It's they're basically going. Hey, this ruined my day. I hope it ruined yours. Let's talk later. One hundred percent. I know I'm gonna lose sleep over this, so I figured you should too. Yeah. Share. I'm gonna call me share. later to commiserate. Yeah, let's <laughs> let's energize it some more. Let's just put you know. But I mean, it you know that's the hard part with reality, right? Is like figuring out how to interface with it without cutting your hand off. You know, it's like there's a pendulum swinging and like learning the rhythm of anything a conversation music whatever it's all about knowing the timing right and so it's difficult to interface right now because like you know I, I haven't been on instagram for a few weeks and i logged back on for a post yesterday about uh, an anniversary and it was like a very personal post and I've, i like scrolled a little bit and was just like wow like it, it you know you gotta be careful man like it's always swinging there's always polarization there's always some sort of augmentation of reality and it it really is important right now to find time to unplug man because it's it is a mass message there's a message now it's not all bad there's lots of puppies and you know faux (laughs) philosophers and shit too but it's just you know that vibration is really heavy man and being off of it has been liberating dude you know i haven't really missed it at all to be honest yeah, because when you realize how trapped you are to that whole dopamine cycle yeah. of checking it every few minutes and trying to see how many likes and shit like that, and, and which forces you almost to start making comparisons between yourself and other people, and it, it's a spiral. It's definitely a spiral if you're not paying attention to it. It can pull you down pretty fast. Absolutely. And I'm pretty man. sure that's just what it was designed to do, too. That's not a malfunction. 
That's the, that's what they want. That shit capitalizes right, right. on insecurity and fucking all of that shit. If everybody loved themselves honestly and truly, there wouldn't be any Instagram. Mm. Well, the whole algorithm no, would break. Well, there's no easier people to manipulate than people that are in a panic. Mm-hmm. I mean, the more you can make people outraged and panic, people aren't thinking, you know, clearly. They're like, they're going right back to their lizard brain. Like, what do I got to do? What do I got to do? So yeah, I mean the fuel is is insecurity, panic, and rage. Yeah, totally, man. It's interesting. It's uh, it's interesting because something I've been really tapping into. I've been creating my whole life and high levels of creative output. And what's really come to me in the past six months is how often I've created, whether that was a post or a song, from desperation. Right? Like it wasn't really. Oh, like some of it's, oh, I really love making beats and let me make a beat and share it. It's always a like, look, I exist, you know, like, look at me, I exist. And I'm just realizing how even that, even creativity, which has brought me all over the world and, and, and lots of success or whatever, creating from a place of desperation or posting with that desperate need mm. is always going to land. Even if you got boatloads of money, that's why it doesn't f- be fulfilled because the very act of doing the thing you love is the fulfillment right it's the cause the money or the success is the effect so it's like i'm really trying to tap into just really loving everything i'm doing and right now i love doing laundry for some reason or i like i love cooking (laughs) and i and that's a new vibration for me to like these things that i would have sloughed off because i wanted to go into some grandiose version of look at me where now it's like quietly like yo let me go grocery shopping let me vacuum and i'm finding wholeness in that and it's it's wonderful man it's a really i'm really happy to be in this place because then i think ultimately the creativity is going to grow from that as well because it's all connected they're not mutually exclusive right oh yeah that's awesome bro wherever you can find peace with, with all of this shit happening right now you absolutely have to take advantage of it, no matter what it is. Even if it is doing laundry, that's a privilege. It is. It's a privilege to find some type of joy in something so mundane. Not mm. not everybody can do that, bro. Not everybody can tune their brain to just be like, I'm going to enjoy this and let this fulfill me for a few minutes. They're like, nah, fuck, I got to do this fucking laundry. I got to, the bars are closed. I'm pissed. <laughs> <laughs> right, right. <laughs> Totally, it's man. Crazy. It's crazy. Totally. I think about that a lot about how, how much it's affecting people with not having access to those type of institutions. And then it just makes you think what what do they do to society in and of themselves? Mm. This place is just sitting here. It opens at noon and people are in there at fucking twelve fifteen and they're drinking all day, drinking all night, and this is just their existence. It's like now what are you doing? Well, now, I think is, is going up alcoholism is skyrocketing because yeah the bars are closed but the liquor stores are open and it was funny how they determined what was going to be available and what wasn't right so you can't you can't go to church but you can go get an abortion you can't go to the bar but you can go to the liquor store and get fucked up all day so I, i don't know the rationale for how they decided like what's essential and what's not essential. Cause even people that need like cancer treatments, they can't get in to get like their surgeries or their chemotherapy. Well, like Planned right. Parenthood is still open around the clock. So I it definitely think it's just seems agenda driven. Shit that's communal. 
You know, people aren't getting communal abortions. It's not like twenty women in a room. <laughs> right, right. Jesus, all right, we're all right. gonna we're all gonna That's suck it out at the same movie, time. Geez. That's a fucking. <laughs> Let's it's get just in the more abortion efficient. circle. It's right. just more efficient. You know, you get one doctor, you line them all up in a Jesus. circle, and you just let them go around. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a Eli Roth movie. That's like a new right. hostel movie. Yeah. It's like terrible. Hostel oh Four, Planned Parenthood. You, you see this like Fuck. this thing in the center of the circle that looks like Doctor Octagon with like all these tubes <laughs> in every yeah. direction. It's, I don't know but, if we should be developing this one. No, but I mean, okay. So, <laughs> so even if, so even if, so, so even if, so even if what you're saying is right, right? One person's going in. I mean, isn't that the same for cancer treatment? I mean, you're not going Other in the there with a whole and, bunch I mean, of people yeah, yeah. getting cancer treatment. It's just you and whoever's mm. working the cyber knife or administering, you know, whatever treatment they're giving you. I mean, it's yeah, only one person. Weird. So I don't know how you justify one and not the other. It seems it seems it just seems oddly agenda driven. Well, but I mean, like, let, let's be honest that that like, let's just be real. I mean, this is part of the conversation is like they know how unhealthy people are. Right. And so an abortion is 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 uh, obviously important for certain people and it's a right and all that stuff. But if they took all the, the alcohol away, it, it already would have burned down like they're not stupid. Right. So right, right, they right, are right. making they Stay are pacified. Making, yeah. I mean, this is the yeah. same institution that will demonize a Dr. Sebi and support a bear. You know, I mean, it's like it, it's the same concept because alcoholism is the vibration that this entire country was built on. I mean, they gave the indigenous people alcohol, got them drunk and stole their land. I mean, it's just kind of the beginning of it all. And, and, and alcohol, and look, I still partake sometimes, but alcohol is a substance that doesn't enhance your consciousness. It depletes it, right? So they, they're not going to, and that's why weed was illegal for so long. They don't want you expanding your consciousness and understanding the interconnectivity, right? The alcoholism is an very isolating, you know, that's why, like, you know, cocaine is illegal kind of like like we've been dealing <laughs> yeah, yeah. you know the iran contra we deal in these like substances that deplete consciousness while something like ayahuasca or psilocybin until now is finally making a resurgence when the active ingredient in those is already in your body but somehow it's outlawed right like dimethyltryptamine is already in your body but it's not because it's bad for you <laughs> you know what i'm saying like oh yeah if yeah. that was the case alcohol would be the first thing to go and, you know, right. along with other things that, you know, heart disease and all these things that are actually killing millions and millions and millions of people, they don't, it, it, because it supports the lack of connectedness, which is how they created the system to be. They want you to feel siloed because that's how they're able to move the energy around and do what they're doing right now. You know what I mean? I definitely agree. I think any society that'll have legal alcohol, but mushrooms are illegal. That's a sick, inverted society. It makes no sense. It's insane. There's really no law. I'd love to hear somebody who's an expert in law or some kind of official. Like, I'd love to hear them sit down and try to explain why something that grows out of the ground is illegal. But this concoction that's almost 90 percent positive going to make you beat your wife. Is completely fine. <laughs> right. Like, like pretty right. much. Like, like yeah. if you're married and you drink, it's like an eighty-five percent chance that there's domestic violence, bro. Just because there's alcohol involved, yeah, somebody's man. getting hurt. Yeah. Just to give you the juice boost, um, precedent has been set. Um, I forget what case it was, but where they had to let the dude do peyote, 
So as long as you can connect it to some sort of religious or religious right, practice, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Right. then legally they have to let you do it. But it takes. So I, I, I'm a part of a, a church called the Santo Daime Church, which serves ayahuasca. It's originally from Brazil, founded by a seven foot African dude. And it took them 14 and a half years to make that a reality. So the, the attrition that they put in play, like you have to like fight. Yeah, you got to have years money to fight that legal years battle. and years to do something. You know what I mean? Like there's still a barrier to entry where, oh, you know, sure. any bro that graduated from FSU can go start a fucking bar in Ebor and serve this very, I mean, it's called spirits with an S. Why do you think that is, bro? It's like. You could be one of a hundred different kind of people drinking that shit. And I lived with an alcoholic. I've been alcoholic. It 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 really fucks with you really, really bad. It's like bad oh, yeah. for your constitution. It's different people. Yeah, you, exactly. You, you, can, you can see somebody that becomes an entirely different person. And on a spiritual level, like, you're taking away your conscious mind. And anytime you're taking away your conscious mind, you probably open yourself up to be susceptible to things. And if, it, if it's really just you working out your trauma or there's another spiritual dimension to it, I mean, there's still a lot of ugly shit that can come out of people when you're just getting fucked up all day. Yeah. Yeah. In That's the Tibetan fun. tradition, in the Tibetan tradition, they have a name for it. And, and a lot of the ayahuasqueros have, have taken it on as well. They call them hungry ghosts. Right. So you imagine mm -hmm. even if it, you don't believe in. Uh, right. Ghosts, Ooh, right? But they're, they're, right? Right. Fuck a ghost. It's a, it's a, it's a frequency, right? It's a vibration. It's a way of living, and so those things are out in the ether, man. They're around, like you know, the the multiverse concept. Like right now, there's a version of me at a strip club. Well, maybe not right now because everything's closed. But you know, doing coke and be, being buck, and then there's a version of me sitting here talking to my homies after meditating for three hours. Every, all of those things are possible. So those frequencies exist, right? They're out there, and so when you loot like leave your body these other things and dude the wildest things i've ever done were on cocaine and alcohol wild like crazy threesomes with 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 women i didn't know or like driving drive i mean bro I, how many times i've driven a two-ton vehicle faster than normal like a lot faster than normal super drunk because i thought i was superman or like don't right. that you know that that's a that's a certain i'm not a bro i don't drink monster energy energy drinks and ride wakeboards <laughs> and shit you know what i'm saying like why am i in that you know and, and it's because i left you leave your body and people are in so much pain bro and it's it is the sacrament of the united states is alcohol it's a sacrament you know what yeah. i'm saying it's the capitalist sacrament it keeps people a lot of people work so they can drink a lot of people work where they drink and like imagine bro working at a cocaine bar how bad that would be if it was legal you know what i'm saying <laughs> well, i mean don't don't forget don't forget cigarettes and sugar oh for sure I mean, you're, oh, you're talking sure. about other things that are just like hey here's no value to your life it's going to make you more susceptible to disease pretty much yep. kill you but yep. somebody's going to collect the check every step you're taking towards your demise yeah, yeah man yeah, <laughs> but but isn't an argument to be made though? Like that's the only way that you really have a free society is that people have the freedom to choose. Yeah, even totally. if you're choosing shit that'll fuck you up, and then it's kind of like holding up a mirror to us all. Like totally. things that are profitable are things that we want. Like we we treat everybody like a drug pusher, and I I don't know anybody that ever sold drugs that had to like push yeah, drugs. Do. It's yeah, some do. shit in demand. I'm on the phone right now.
No, 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 no. But I guarantee you, you never had <laughs> oh, to go up to okay. elementary school kids and be like, hey, yeah, yeah, hey, got hey, you, hey. got you. You got know, you, you want yeah, these yeah, people yeah. are hitting you up all day long. Like, hey, yeah. hey, when are you going to come through? Uh, yeah, I need a, totally, I need totally a Michael Vick. Like, come on. Got you, got you, got you. Right. So, I mean, it's the same thing. Like, the shit that is shit for our mind, you know, for our body, for our soul, for, for everything that's valuable about us as humans, we like the fucking shit we like to be bottom feeders and i don't think capitalism is so nefarious in exploiting that although it definitely does exploit it you don't really have to push it on people it's it's evidence of the condition that people are in when the shit that's popular is popular and the shit that's popping and the shit that's profitable is profitable it's it's the demand for it you know we could just as easily put some righteous shit in demand obviously we got disposable income people waste money on dumb shit all day every day like we could just as easily financially empower some shit that was important if we gave a fuck enough to do so but how many people do right everybody likes being where they are and if you try to take anything from them even if it's uh something that's demonstrably negative to their existence they'll still fight you to keep it you know what i'm saying and that's where the whole that what i was saying before (laughs) <laughs> yeah, they'll fight you to the death. And I was listening to some people in this little debate recently, and they were asking the question if freedom was even necessary for the best possible outcome for humans. Like, is that a necessary part of society? And I hadn't even really thought about that before, that somebody could frame it in a way to say, if there's a net positive, like if, if there's some type of uh, situation a government could create where you don't have the freedom to go out and do whatever you want to do and they lock shit down and, and that's what everybody fears the most but then somebody on the other side a statistician could be like well you know rapes are down murders are down kidnappings are down like all of this shit that they could say could be kind of wiped out with what we would call a totalitarian government totally how, yeah. how do you even how would you argue that that's not a net positive for humanity this well, brings up a lot of this. This brings up a lot of stuff. Uh, did I cut you off, Dan? No, no, I don't have anything valuable to say. Please, come oh on. man, come on. <laughs> but it, this brings up a lot around where an appetite comes from, and, and we have to look at like history and understand the different like developmental levels of human beings, right? So, you know, we we have divorced ourselves from religion, right? And that and that's fine, and I understand why. I, I was harmed in a lot of ways by religious theology and. I understand why people have moved away from that, but really what we're experiencing, and, and I think I think it's changing rapidly right now, like with this this cosmic unplugging of all the things we used to run to, um, is that what people really want, what freedom really is, is wholeness, feeling like I am enough, I'm good enough just the way I am, right? Like I, I'm good right here, right now, in this moment. I don't need to buy the Birkin bag. I don't need to fuck the Instagram model. I don't need the Jordans. I don't need the car. Not that those things are inherently bad, but it's it's trying to fill a need of feeling connected, right? And so right. It, it mostly what we've experienced in the, the past hundred years after the shift out of kind of like what's called the blue meme and spiral dynamics, which is a whole other conversation. But all that was, was like a religion at the time, the religious leaders and these sacred texts are what dictated society. So, you know, depending on when you look like the reformation and, and there was a lot of huge amounts of darkness there too. So we left out of that into the scientific orange meme or the orange level of development. 
And we basically said, fuck that, because that's what we do. Anytime we level up, we look back at the thing where we re previously came from and we burn the bridge like it was wholly bad because we're embarrassed. We're like, oh, dude, I can't believe yeah. I was ever an evangelical. Fuck that shit. Fuck the Bible. But what you don't realize is that your evolution, you can't like a organism can't divorce itself from the cell that made it right. Even if it it, it doesn't work that way, you can't just cut something out. Right. So. But science did the same thing, right? We hate religion. We move into science. And so we've been in what, like a mechanistic version of the universe. It's all entropy. It's all, all dying. Um, it doesn't really matter. There's nothing beyond the third dimension, you know. And, and that's because it was empirical data, which was totally necessary, by the right. way. I'm not yep. demonizing the science. I love science. But At just some like point. But now we're turning to like having AI Let me, decide everything yeah, yeah. for us. We're getting there. I'm getting there. It, it is is what we what happened in in science is the new dogma, whether you like it or not. It really is. Like you're seeing a lot of that right now. You're it, you know it's it's God. Remember people say God. They would just say the word God is an answer. What what's happening now? Because science, right? People don't know anything right. about it. They don't want to read up on it themselves because it's been turned into just like it was with sacred texts and priests and the tabernacle as inaccessible to mere mortals, right? It's been taught in a way where it's inaccessible. You got to go to school for fucking 12 years. But what we're learning now is a lot of that is archaic kind of systems of teaching these ideas, which when you connect all these levels of development came, they were in the previous level of development as well. They were just in different language. Right. So my thing is, is like science to me is the study of God and all God is, is the unknown. So now in this, everything's dead. Get, get it while you can live behind a gate, crude oil, fossil fuels. Who gives a fuck? The earth is a way station that we're bare, We're on here. We've moved in now to what we're dealing with, which is the green pluralistic. Everybody's equal kind of meme, which has birthed AI. Right has birthed this new level. But what's what's happening right now is we're transitioning. Everybody is leveling up from that as well. A lot of that's dying. I know it may not seem like that, but a lot of that hierarchy is necessary, right? It's real. Like, you can't deny it. It's in nature. It's in human development. Hierarchy's real. Some people are smarter than others. Some people are stronger than others. This kind of unplugging that's happening, we're all having to go inward, is to get back in touch with what it means to be human. And I think what's happening moving forward is just it's healing season and healing is messy, man. Yes, alcoholism is going up. Drunk driving has gone down. That's the number one killer attached to alcoholism is drunk driving. That's like way, way down. And obviously because people can't drive. But it's it's there is a polarity to what we're going through right now. What people really need is a voice louder than their own. They're all everyone's isolated and, and they look to Trump, they look to Joe Rogan, they look to us, people listen to this this call, and that's okay. But for me, like the level that we gotta get to as orators, because the three of us are, is you know, it's give a man a, a teach a man to fish. You know, don't make it inaccessible, don't create a veil of unknowing where these this information is inaccessible. Like math is so hard. Not really. There's people teaching math right now, like language, like using the same uh, things they use in linguistic teaching to teach high level prime numbers and shit. And it's like, whoa, you know how to talk. You can learn math in this way. That's what we got to do moving forward. We need to democratize this like these esoteric ideas that have had different quantum packages. They, they were in the Bible. Now they're in quantum physics. We got to democratize this so that 
that 12 year old kid in the Sudan can like clean up the ocean or something. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Cause that's probably where it's going to come from too. I know exactly what you mean. Opening up the information, finding new ways to teach instead of just deeming anybody who can't interface with your teaching style as not worthy of learning this shit. Right. That's, that's kind of the idea that's been around it. I think, uh, open it up to find new ways to teach people, find new ways to give people access to the information. That's definitely the future where we need to be heading towards because a lot of the people who have access to the science and the resources right now, a lot of them are too jaded to actually put themselves in any real position to make serious change. That's why I would be a kid from the Sudan. Right. Well that, and that, and and this will be, I know I just waxed poetic, but that is actually my point is that, that's why capitalism is somewhat nefarious because anytime resources, whether that was a bushel of hay or a stack of gold is connected to something that needs to be ubiquitous and is treated as a, as a commodity is very dangerous because then human appetite and manipulation and the need to fudge the data to get the research passed or not let other yeah. research in that flies in the face of research that's built on a cyclical foundation that is attached to finite money, you know, the, the exchange of energy. So capitalism is the best we have. It's not like it's a boogeyman. No, I, I'm not ever going to say capitalism is some boogeyman. Neither is communism. Neither is socialism. These are constructs that we've used to develop and move forward, but we're growing out of capitalism. If that's not clear, yeah. that's a that's a very large conversation we have to have, or else we're no better than the people who were holding on to that the earth was flat. Like, look around, man. People are hungry, people are sick, and a very select few have truly benefited from this model. And the people who have tried to go in and say it was Obama, not that he's perfect, but he was pretty fucking altruistic. He looks like the Crypt Keeper now, bro. He spent eight years and he looked, they, they destroyed that man's soul. So if the, someone the, like the, that can't do it, you know? The, the, common, the common thread, though, that ruins everything, though, is people. It's the human condition. Yeah, and so totally, when you're talking totally. about trying to curb the abuses, the difference is with capitalism, we can all choose what we're funding. With communism, there's a gun to our head forcing us. Totally. This is how we're going to allocate the resources. So as far as the abuses, like, yes, you know, China, uh, as a communist country, they have complete control over the data. As far as they're concerned, they've had way less deaths uh, from the from the pandemic than we have. Is that really believable? No, I don't think any intelligent person believes that a country of like over a billion people overall has has less deaths when that was the epicenter of the of the pandemic but just like how people fudge numbers in business right they're going to do the same thing with the government so it, it really is and and this is the thing too i wanted to touch on with what you were saying earlier hey well if if we had a totalitarian regime and they you know the statisticians come along and say look we can eliminate rape we can eliminate murder we just got to do x y and z the, the problem with that is we're opening ourselves up to the abuses. We would just be trading in one abusive elite for another. And, and, I, and I, wouldn't, I wouldn't defend at all the abuses that capitalism has allowed. But if, if it's really about choosing the lesser of two evils, and I, and I agree that we need to progress out of this, right? But I don't think it comes from changing the model because any model can be exploited. And, totally. the, and the thing that a totalitarian regime can't do is it can't force people to be interested 
in evolving and going within. And, and until you change the human condition, it's really just about leveraging whatever system is created so you can minimize the abuses and the exploiting as much as possible. And with everything that we've tried, it just so happens that this is the best model for minimizing the ability of a, totali a totalitarian regime to just abuse its power. Because, it, yeah, if, if someone was going to be in charge and they were an enlightened human being and they wouldn't get addicted to the power and they would just go ahead and wield that, that kind of autocratic power on behalf of the people, on behalf of making the best decisions, not for themselves, but for the actual conditions of the people, that could be an amazing thing. The, the problem is, is nobody in history has done it. <laughs> Everybody in history, when they get that level of power, they're like, okay, me and my family, we're going to be, we're going to live great. Fuck <laughs> everybody else. And bring me your wives. Bring me your wives. <laughs> I don't give a fuck if your children starve. I mean, just look at some of the ways like that Russia, like I, if you've ever met a Ukrainian person, ask them about Ukrainian history. <laughs> Like, how much they fucking hate Russia. Like, they did some evil, cruel shit in starving them and oppressing them. Like, when when somebody has that much power, history tells us that they're not going to wield it righteously. At least in this shit, right? We've got some sort of say, maybe not necessarily politically because the game is rigged, right? Mm -hmm. But we definitely have a say over how we spend our money. 100%. And, and, and that has got to be 100% onus on us. Like Nike just laid off like 500 people and they're going to lay off some more people. But they gave $40 million to like the protest movement. And it's like, well, wait a minute. Like if you care about the little guy, you're laying off like regular ass workers that have jobs. But you're saying that you've got $40 million to spare. I'm pretty sure that $40 million could cover those 500 people's, you know, salaries. So, right. you know, but but even for, you know, we're going to fuck some kids over. We're going to have some child labor. Nobody's like, OK, I, I, I choose not to do business with that company until they change their practices. And the reality is people could link up together to make an organized effort on how they spend their money to create change. You don't have that option in a totalitarian regime. There's nothing that you can do except armed resistance. And with the level of technology and weaponry that exists now. That that's a no go. There's <laughs> there's no way. Like Russia would have had a revolution by now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. China would have had a revolution by now. You know, Hong Kong is resisting, but they're pretty much done. Like there's nothing you can do when you're giving like the beast that much power over your life. There's no way to resist. That shit's hard, man. Like you said, it's a human condition. And there's no real way to write anything into a, a capitalism proposal or something like that that, mm. that could safeguard against it. There's, there's nothing you could write in it to say, okay, uh, we're not going to use children as labor because math shows using children as labor is a better investment. Math doesn't have, you know, it doesn't have compassion attached to it. It's just numbers. They're like, hey, if we can make more sneakers and sell them for a higher price, then why shouldn't we use Sri Lankan children? It's we hard to explain the law, that. though. Right, I mean, we could and, change and the law, but what would be what would be uh, what would be influencing the person to allow you to change the law? 
it, well, it's the, the, right, it's something that right. It's something that doesn't exist within the system because the people, even the people who write the laws, they're like, well, listen, if they're making billions of dollars and they're paying taxes, then why should I get in the way of them making the money? So it's always going to come back down to just looking at the numbers. The only thing that can change to to influence any of that is spiritual evolution, metaphysics, or we're fucked. That's the only For thing sure. that that exists. <clears throat> and, I, I don't see a- no way, no other way to do it. Well, there's a way that we can influence that as consumers, but if there was ever going to be tweaking of the law, I, I just think it comes down to most people not being informed and not really being interested. And that's why I think you see a lot of these, you know, misguided protests going on because people get a sense that something's wrong. And it, and if you put something in front of them, hey, fight for this, this is going to make things better, you know, that that energy can be channeled. But where you would be more uh, effectual in creating fundamental change right now, if you're a CEO of a company, like you can get sued and you can be like criminally liable if you don't do everything you can to make your company profitable. And that includes exploiting overseas markets. Like there should be some sort of moral provision. You shouldn't make it a law that the CEO has to be a scumbag or they can be sued by the investors. You know, that's something where, like, if you talk about the rules of the game, yeah, if we were aware of what's going on, we we could, in effect, change the rules of the game. But most of us are pitted against each other, so we focus on dumb shit. And that's why, you know, a lot of the problems don't get solved, because we don't ever come up with an, an effective, pragmatic resolution for anything. Like, we, it's, it's, it's designed to keep us in perpetual gridlock and at each other's throats incessantly while nothing gets solved. And that's why what you're saying is absolutely right. It's not necessarily the system. This system affords us the most freedom, but un- until the conditions and priorities, uh, the conditions of people's hearts and the priorities that they have for themselves, until that is overhauled, it doesn't, it doesn't matter. You can only bottleneck their choices and bottleneck human behavior to such a degree. But but people are still they're gonna they're always gonna find loopholes, like an, until something's changed with them within them, there's no law that you can make that's gonna solve anything. Totally, and I and something to clarify too is I wasn't um, putting capitalism and uh, like socialism or communism in the same. I was using those as almost evolutionary for like, sure. Yeah, yeah. I, I mean, cap- and I'm not defending any of them to the death either. No, totally. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But like, interesting. I agree with with everything you guys are saying, and what's what's something that I've been actively doing for you know a long time, but really strong the past year is healing. And you hear that word a lot, and it's like kind of a popular word right now. But really, kind of facing our individual traumas ripple out and heal the overall human organism. It's scalable, right? And so. It's important that we heal and we don't just talk about healing or we don't just read books on healing. You know, healing isn't just oming and like, you know, dipping, dipping your head in Lake Minnetonka or whatever. You know, it's like (laughs) it's it's also crying and and screaming and, you know, having to not talk to your mother for a year. And and because, you know, you finally faced that she wasn't there for you or like. You know, like like actually letting those vibe that vibe out because it's it's what we're dealing with, man, is is energy, right? We all believe in energy. And I don't mean energy in a woo way, I mean like like calculatable energy, right? The heart has an electromagnetic pulse, it's four thousand times stronger than the brain. Well, you know, what's in that magnetic field? Information. That's how we're on the phone right now. 
right? So these pain bodies, these ancestral traumas have just been stored up and stored up and stored up and stored up. And what America's dealing with right now are, are you know, hundreds of years of this trapped energy, you know, because the thermodynamics energy doesn't die, it only changes form. Well, we have to change its form, right? We have to hug our demons. We have to, and then collectively, if you notice, it's happening, man. People are being forced right now to stop. And a lot of people I know are finally looking at shit and being like, I don't want to work at a bar. I don't want to work at this company that I don't agree with. I, I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna do that anymore. You know. And what you're seeing too is the 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 sheen of celebrities starting to mystify. People are like, eh, yeah. you know, you know, what, what? Why do I care what this person is wearing? But up until now, up until this collective deep breath those were the forces that were behind the capitalist model. So I agree with you that capitalism is kind of like hip hop or whatever. Like I remember most deaf on the intro to black on both sides. He's like, you know, where's hip hop going? He's like, y'all act like hip hop is some giant living in the hillside. You know, like hip hop is going where you're going. Like next time you ask yourself, where's hip hop going? Ask myself, where am I going? You know? And so we're all, we're all connected. And the sooner we let go of certain things, me stopping certain activities has rippled. My mom's healing. My brother just started a business. My ex-girlfriends are healing. My ex-wife is healing. You know, they're, they're, it's not like I called them and was like, yo, I'm healing. This is how I healed. They just, it's, right. it's legitimately energy. It's, 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 we, we understand more on an energetic level than our brains are able to process into words. And so it's really important for us now to really take that on. And it isn't woo. That's part of the issue is that's the kind of like demonizing uh, materialist thing is, oh, anything that isn't empirically testable is woo. But I have, have you ever looked at quantum mechanics? That shit's as woo as it gets. You know what I'm saying? Like shit's right. super woo, whether we want it to be woo or not. Like the way that the wind comes in and, and moisturizes the air and creates clouds. It's pretty fucking woo. If you ask me, you know, and it does it, it does it all the time. So it's also about demystifying and trying to kind of integrate and bridge this gap. Finally, let's not burn the bridge to science, right? Let's not do what science did to religion. Let's integrate and say, okay, let's take these things. And, and if we can allow some of these other studies to be funded, that aren't in the quote unquote stream of empiric periods, we're going to learn a lot. And I mean, that's what Tesla said. Tesla said that if you allow people to study non-physical phenomena, the physical sciences will grow exponentially. Right. And it's, yeah. there's, there's a lot of that, like kind of still, you know, if you're not in this bucket, you're in that. And that's dualism. And that's what all the major wisdom traditions have been trying to help us with is the idea that it's one or zero, right? It's binary. You're either here or you're there. But when you get into meditation, you get into all these ancient traditions, they call you the witness. We're able to witness the binary. We, we can stop and witness the uh, ebb and flow of creation. And when you do some of these plant medicines or you do healing or you work with, with whatever, you know, you can start to witness the oscillation of the universe and that's when healing begins because then you're not attached to when you were great or when you were bad it just is and you right. can transmute that and and hopefully heal from it and that's what we really need to be doing i think at this point is is having a dialogue around how do we present some of these ideas in a way that doesn't seem like fucking star wars you know it has to seem like star wars to a degree because people love that shit bro 
They eat it right up. You got to build it out. Yep, you got to build it out and package it because you know why? You don't even have to really um, embellish it. Like you said, it's pretty woo by itself. Right. It's, it's, it's beautiful. It's poetic. It's unbelievable. They explain the the uh, the quantum shit that we talk about and all. You can. This is what's going to help people heal, and we can still give it to them just as chunky as they need it, yo. Because it's all there. Yeah, you yeah. can get as deep as you want to get into this shit because it's all here. As far right. as you want to go, it can be completely, you know, top of the table. Uh, a respectable discussion about science and we can sink all the way down into the almost conspiracy theory level of shit that's happening in some of these studies and experiments because it's all there. So why not package it and give it to them? But I mean, you know, the only thing we talk about this all the time and we all agree, the only thing we can do anyway is lead by example. So the act of putting all of this shit together and, and pulling it into, like you said, a module and, and giving it to people, that's what it's about, the act of doing it. Mm. What they do with it is completely up to them. Our purpose for ourselves is to pull these ideas together to refine them and hone them. And, of course, you know that means uh, proving it, reproving it over and over again to yourself as you go through the information and, and make it more palatable and digestible for people. That's what it's about, creating those intellectual properties to hand out and create personal experiences for other people. Because the only thing that's going to affect them really is the personal experience. You can't convince somebody, no matter how real your fucking, you know, ghost encounter was, you got chills, it got cold, you was breathing cold air, you could see your breath, you know, all that kind of shit. If it wasn't, uh, if they don't, if they didn't experience it, it's not going to move them the same way. And that doesn't make your story any less valid. That doesn't make them stupid for not believing it. They just haven't had the experience that will cement that shit for them. And that's the deal. And so once that starts happening, I think everybody's kind of going to be better off. Once we open it up, the conversation for people to be able to have those experiences and we're not talking crazy about them, we're not calling it woo, we're not saying, oh, they're tricking you or something like that. You got to let everybody do what they're doing. Different modalities are going to work for different people. Different shit that don't resonate with you is going to resonate perfectly with somebody else. And we all on our way to the same destination. I'm pretty sure the healed, evolved human kind of all looks the same. You know, it's not like one of us is going to be healed and evolved and still wants to be a serial killer and shit. <laughs> That's not the case. It all looks totally. the same. So we all go into the same place. Some of us going to take the long way. Some of us going to find a little portal shortcut and slide through. But we just got to let, let everybody travel how they're traveling. Agreed. I think it does help. People people tend to digest things when you put it in allegory. You give them a mythology. You set it up in some sort of structure or discipline and make demands of them. Or to the degree <laughs> that people will, will participate in things that are clearly exploiting <clears throat> them, but they still feel are necessary. I mean, when this, when this dude, Kenneth Copeland, was like, look, I need 60 mil for another jet, God has made it so. Like, God, God <laughs> wants you to make sure I have another private jet, you know, because I don't want to be on the plane with all of these other demons. Like, bitch, you can't, <laughs> you can't fly coach a fucking economy class even, you know, it so means upgrade. I don't want to be in the air in a metal tube with all these with demons. With all these demons, yo. You mean, you mean regular people? Million. You mean regular humans? <laughs> the swine? Yeah, yeah. Demons. The first, you know, you're, you're epitomizing the attitude of Jesus 100%. Yeah, get me away. Obviously, he had a disdain for the common people. Oh wow, I love it, bro! And the fact that you can get rich 
talking yeah. like that and acting like that and and making those type of yo, I, I, you got to so hold it. up, but to hold up your mascot and your ideology as yeah, there was this guy. He touched lepers. He had nothing to do with the political or religious class. He was actually intellectually at odds with them at every turn. They tried to make him king. He said, fuck that. That's not the key to power. Let's all serve each other. Let's not try to rule over each other. You know, hey, well, what, what, what should I do to be down with you? Uh, sell everything that you have. Uh, just devalue the notion of money as much as possible and hold how you treat people to be of like a paramount concern and let that kindness be your currency and let that be the value of how you operate with one another. You could represent all those ideas, hand everybody a book with all that shit in there and still be like, fuck it, I can't fly with y'all. I need 60 million for my own jet. And I already got a jet, but sometimes that jet is in the shop. I need another jet. And nobody bats an eye. People keep showing up and saying, sure, fuck it. I'll send you, yeah, 10%'s not enough. Fuck it, I'll give you 20% this month. And people that shit's will called, hand that over shit's money. Called, that shit's called Air Pharisee. <laughs> and Pharisees, you know, I love it, bro. I love it. If you can, if you can tell Come people, fly the exploitative skies. You know, <laughs> if you can be a three hundred and fifty pound personal trainer, I say get it. Bro. Get right, it. You clearly spiritually devoid, but people will give you money. Well, I mean, it's, it. it's it's the same from going from like KRS One to Little Zan. It's like it is. That's the same. Like we went from self empowerment and like you know, talking about these really deep spiritual concepts to literally promoting pharmaceuticals in your rap name. Right. You know, it's 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 the same Great. cognitive dissonance. And in in my opinion, again, not to not to demonize capitalism, but you know, our, let, let's not, not say capitalism. Let's say just the exchange of monetary fucking what However yeah, you I mean, put it, whether greed is manifested in communism or socialism exactly. or capitalism, it's a problem. Exactly, exactly. And and it, it for me, even from a guy that says he's spiritual you know, he's not. I mean, he's he's a you know, he's a he's a fraud. He's a charlatan because he's just trying to amass as much form, you know, the world of form material as he can to make himself feel safe. And that's all any of those people are doing They're They're hiding behind these giant houses, these big ass doors, fucking hundred thousand dollar toilet. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's like, well, what what exactly is that accomplishing? And it's just that they're terrified of death. Basically, greed is a, is really a reaction to not wanting to die. It's a, yeah. it's the the definition it's an allergic of grasping. Reaction. Yeah, it's a grasping onto something that's not graspable. You know what I'm saying? You get into deep meditation, the unknowable will always remain unknowable. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That's why my favorite name in the Hebrew tradition for God is Yahweh because it's unpronounceable. It's not a word, it's the sound of breathing, right? God is the breath or God is breathing. So it's like that is never going to be quantifiable. You know, it's just not quantifiable. And so, like, we're so defunct from just enjoying a mystery, enjoying the idea that we're never going to know it all. And that, that that we get to live this life in this sandbox of, like, creativity and love and sex and In-N-Out Burger and fucking Popeye's chicken sandwiches and shit. And, like, you know, there's this amazing world that we live in and we 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 grab for all of it and put it away in a store box, you know, and, and think that that's somehow gonna save us from dying right. and it's like it's not it's not and, and the sooner you come to terms with death the sooner like you can live life i know it sounds like a fucking hallmark card or some shit but like <laughs> that's really you know and that's what a lot of the plant medicines do they bring you to the brink of death like really strong ayahuasca you feel like you're gonna die 
because in a way you are dying. You're dying to this individual point and in, you know point cloud that you're in that you think is right. you, and you're like, oh, there that, but that's me. That's me. I'm a rapper. I'm six foot three. I'm fucking you know whatever. And then it all goes away and you're left with this like soup of consciousness that you're a part of. And then you're like, oh, oh, okay. I guess I don't, you don't really die. You know what I'm saying? Your individual ego in this space and time goes away. But like you're never, you know, the energy doesn't, again, the energy doesn't die. It just changes into something else. And we're terrified of it because we, that is materialism by definition is that it's like the only thing that matters is what I'm looking at with my own, like what I can hold in my hand and what I can exchange, what I can drive. And, uh, you know, and I, again, I'm not, dude, there's a place for that. I love material things, bro. I'm sitting in a really nice house. I have a car. I love buying gear. I like nice necklaces. I'm into all that shit, but I'm like also aware that it's fleeting. It's fleeting. It's all going to die. And the more we're addicted to the, the world of form, the more we're going to be depressed. That's what depression is. And the, oh, and the more, so-and-so left me, you know, I didn't get right. that job. Like, well, you were, you know, shit's going and, away. And, Things and, and fall the, apart. And the more that you love that shit, the more you're not going to have any moral qualms with the yep. idea that it's restored in super fucked up ways. Exactly. Like, it's not going to matter. And <clears> and that's you. that's why the first degree is being born again the death of your ego when you get out of that mind state and you to in in some way whatever religious tradition you need whatever ritual you need to undergo to where you've encountered that idea of death and you've been able to come out on the other side once you get there you're not a person that can be manipulated manipulated and you're not a person that's going to be willing to exploit because you're exactly right that's exactly what that is it's an allergic reaction your body encounters some shit it overreacts and it creates problems for your body. When you when you're in that green mind that greed mind state, you're right. I'm so afraid of death that I don't give a fuck what harm I do to other human beings. I absolutely need to have as much as possible, even though there's no avoiding it. E even if you get to 120 or 130, <coughs> it's inevitable, right? And because you're refusing to accept that, you'll you'll be willing to do some vile shit to exploit people. So that you can achieve those ends. And on the other end of it, when, when you're not so attached to life that you're willing to compromise your, your morality or compromise your ethics in order to, to uh, sustain yourself, right? You're not scared of death. You can't be manipulated. You right. know, how many people don't stand <clears throat> up to say the right shit or do the right shit because they're terrified? My livelihood's going to be taken away. Uh, my prominence is going to be taken away. When you're truly enlightened and you're detached from all of that shit, yeah, you may like nice things, right? But you're not so married to them that you'll be willing to lose yourself uh, in order to keep those things. Right. Yeah. That's the major difference. That's the major difference because I, I mean, you uh, put me onto that book about the, you know, the abundance, the forty day joint, and reading, reading that book was the first time really that I l saw somebody present this idea that you should uh that is totally fine to want to have a lavish abundant experience in life and shit it's nothing wrong with that because you it comes with a lot of programming especially for people who grow up you know not rich uh you get a lot of programming about what rich people are and how totally. they are and what you know what that represents what they have to do to get the money whether they're happy or not 
So it's a lot of information that you get programmed with over time without ever really knowing anybody in that position to talk to them or or get some insight from their side. So I think uh, people's relationship with it and just the fact that wanting to uh, wanting to experience nice things has been demonized to a degree, mm -hmm. especially in a, in a community that, that considers itself spiritual or enlightened and hotepping and all this other shit. Like uh, they kind of frown on the idea of people wanting to experience those things. So I understand wanting to experience them maybe prematurely and making bad decisions. Like, you know, you get a, you get a, a couple extra dollars and you rather rent out some cabin for the weekend than make a positive investment or something like that. I could see where it could be a bad idea. Yeah. Right. But just wanting to experience that is not inherently bad in and of itself. So seeing that and that book presented it, presented that way was the first time mm. I had ever really seen anybody say it like that. And, and it was a, a perspective shift for sure, man. That book changed my life, man. You know, and, and it's, it's interesting to understand that, like, you know, the things we actually value the most aren't, aren't money. It's experiences. We use money to get these experiences. Right. But, you know, abundance is is everything. Like everything can be abundant. This conversation is abundant in wisdom and knowledge and sharing. And when you tap into what that is, the money just shows up as an effect of being in that wave. It's like I'm I'm in a receiving mode. And so I'm going to do my, I'm going to live my life overflowing with the things I've learned or, you know, trying to be joyful and stuff. And like, you know, it's interesting where, you know, the world we live in, especially in the nine to five and, and it's hard, man. I did that shit for years and I was, I think I was talking to Dan about it but or, or you and it's like, they give us money's like life coupons, right? They're like, here you go. Like we need you 60 hours a week and we're going to give you X amount of coupons. And if you save them, you can go away for two weeks and live like a czar. <laughs> you know, you can go to Hawaii and act like you're rich. Right. And so the, the thing that's interesting is that we are inherently wealthy. Like we have, especially in, in, in this country and, you know, with the, the access to information, we're so kind of embarrassingly wealthy in all ways that that exchange is even changing now, you know, the, with everybody working at home and a lot, a lot of companies reporting that their their productivity is going through the roof. That's because people are tapping into their inherent kind of ability to be abundant, whether that's in their job or their time management. And it's because it, it, it's less of that. There's nowhere to go. You're not going away for two weeks to live like a czar right now. Like right. everybody's kind of looking at the resources value that the, what, what we value is tipping. It's like it's going from I want to stunt and rent that Ferrari to like, yo, I need to stack this money and take care of my family. You know, I need to make sure my mom is straight. I need it. So the value system is 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 kind of going back to uh, a little bit older concept, which has, has to do more with family, which for me right now, that's where my focus is, is like, you know, making sure Zay's going into high school, making sure he's got everything he needs emotionally, physically, monetarily, spiritually. Not that I wasn't doing that before, but that this is a really beautiful time. That's the thing is if, if we, a lot of people are dying, it's sad. The economy's in shambles, but this is a really transformative time for human beings. And the fact that we're alive right now, we learned what we learned. Like we didn't listen to the music we listened to on accident. We didn't read the books we read on accident. It was preparing us to speak in these times. It, it's, we are the, we are the kind of like, orators of this you know we grew up on hip-hop music we knew about police brutality when we were 10 years old 
I heard, you know, I heard fuck the police when I was young. I heard, uh, uh, you know, sound yeah, of the beast, you know? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like we were on that, especially as a white man. It's like, I'm so privileged, you know, pun intended to have heard that music when I heard it, because now the modern paradigm is, is it, of course, this is what's happening. Of course, healing has to happen. It's messy. We got to deal with this shit. We, it, it's not going anywhere. You know, it's not going anywhere. And, and, and as sooner we kind of collectively just admit that there's things that need to be in the forefront and be healed, the sooner things are going to get better. It could take a while, though. We're just really just – we've had one therapy session, and it ended with dad storming out and beating mom later. The, you know, like, <laughs> shit's not going well right now. But, like, we got more sessions to come. And it's like these kind of conversations and this kind of sharing – is super important, man. You know, we we've been we all been on this for years. Dan's the, probably the best read dude I know. Like, Dan has read everything, and so it's it's important now with all of that information to step up and communicate these things because a lot of people are polarized, a lot of people are upset, and it's because the idea that we've been living on that, that big magic trick of the Federal Reserve and all of that shit is kind of coming to the forefront that it's all fucking bullshit. Like it's, there is no gold, you know what I'm saying? Like right, there, is, yeah. there is no, that system has been, they've been doing this dividend thing for decades and decades. And like, it's dying out. That old way even is dying out. Even if there was gold. Like, it wouldn't even matter, if, right? Even if there was gold, like, uh, you know, they used to keep uh, the gold in the old Greek temples and the banks now are designed the same way with the idea like, hey, we have something valuable in here. So let's all kind of go along with this agenda what the fuck would it matter? Like, just the idea that you tricked people into thinking that gold was more valuable than water is insane. Well, that's right. the Anunnaki. The yeah. Anunnaki did that. So we know that's where that came from. <laughs> they needed that's... it for their atmosphere to deflect the I sun. I wasn't we there. Maybe it went down like that. I don't know. <laughs> I'm, yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was uh, gingers from space. Space gingers. <laughs> oh, there it is. That's the name of my podcast, bro. Space, Space gingers. gingers. And it'll just be a picture of my nuts on fucking iTunes. <laughs> you gotta Photoshop it a little bit. You gotta uh, put a comic, <laughs> a comic book filter on it or something. <laughs> you could get away with it though. You probably yeah, have man. fucking million subscribers in, in a month. Now, nah, if you put if you put some like freckles on it and a pair of glasses. Like you can make it, you can make it look legit, like it was a face, and some googly eyes with some big some... old jowls. <laughs> Yo, the saddest part about this is this is one of those ideas where if you Don't actually went away, <laughs> if you actually went through with it, you'd be like, yeah, now I can't stop. Now I'm doing the Space Gingers podcast. The shit's out of control. You could definitely, <laughs> I can guarantee. Oh you man. That could be Look, a good you... strain of weed too, space oh, ginger. Space ginger. I'm holding. Yeah, we're gonna hold on to this one. This one's gonna be useful later. So, <laughs> have you seen the? Uh, have you seen the guy who was talking about UFOs? And he said, uh, he said the things that they found were they considered them vehicles constructed off world. Oh yeah, yeah. Notice when they're dropping. You notice when they're dropping of all of this course. too. 
Yeah. They're like, hey, everybody's freaking out. We could slide this in. No one will give a fuck. They're worried about uh, the Yeah, by the way, there's aliens. See <laughs> right. Because UFO, I had a long conversation with my lady. She's like, oh, my God, they said they saw UFOs. I'm like, mama, UFOs are unidentified flying objects. So they're basically saying we saw something and we don't know what it is. So you can't really get excited about UFO. She's like, yeah, but they said that UFOs are real. I'm like, yes, they said they're real. But what they're saying is real is unidentified. <laughs> so there's right. a very slippery term. But right. Sun, Sun said vehicles constructed off-world. That's, yeah. that's not UFO. That's no. different. No, that's identified. Is it, yeah, you still okay. don't know what it is. Right. We identified that it's not from <laughs> it <was> a vehicle. <laughs> and, and right, with the implication being either the fuel source right. or some of the materials that were used to making it. When right. they broke it on down, they're like, "Okay, this shit ain't from around here." I'm gonna make a, I'm gonna make a really uneducated guess that it's gravitationally fucking driven. Yeah, I'm pretty sure we know that much at this point. That gravity the is the said. gravity is, is the fulcrum. Bob Lazar. Yeah, Bob Lazar. He said that. You know, I'm, he, dude, I mean that story is kind of wild because we kind of caught the people at the army base lying and shit, saying that he never worked there when there's actually some paperwork saying he did work there. That's that's kind of a red a red flag but his story's been consistent for a very long time and there's no record I, of him at the school though but definitely well, there's a base. there's a well there's a whole thing with that too if you watch rogan with uh jeremy corbell and and uh george knapp they talk about that and that they have info like they spoke to them at the school and they were going to get him the records and then all of a sudden they were like oh he was never here and like, yeah, it's pretty. That shit's pretty. But there's wacky. yearbooks. Like somebody would have had a yearbook, more than likely, like all the yearbooks from that, you know, were destroyed. All of the evidence, like even because I look at it like this too, the military base, right? You would think they would be the ones that they're saying, "Yo, dude, never worked here." And then like, they I think it was like a receptionist or something. They did, they right? Did. They did. They right, did right, say right. They never worked there. Right, right. They did, but then like somebody within there, I think, had like a, a copy of a directory. Yeah, that they yeah. yeah, Right. Yeah. So they came forward and said, "Bitch, here's his name. There's no way that he wasn't work. Like you, you got caught lying. So that's why it's like it's kind of a convoluted story because that part is true. But I would think something and. You know, and maybe all the yearbooks were destroyed. Maybe all the evidence of him being there. But like one of his classmates or somebody would have stepped up and said, you know, yeah, he really went here. So maybe he really didn't go to school, but he definitely engineered some shit that got the military interested in him. Like he really did. Wasn't he like to do like he built a, a car, like changed the engine in it or something. Or was yeah, running yeah, it off yeah. of some weird yeah. fuel or something. That's yeah, he made, he made like a rocket. He made like a rocket ship out of a Pinto or some shit like that. Crazy shit, right? You, yeah. you obviously oh, know something. Yeah, and they'll come and <clears throat> holler at you too. I believe it. I believe he was there, and I don't know what he saw, but I know, like I said, son has been consistent all this time. Well, the big now, one with him is that the material one fifty one that he was talking right, about right, twenty five right. years ago. They finally put on the periodic table. Exactly. Like, all right, we called it exactly, twenty five years ago. Exactly. He he's been on it. He's to me, he's iron. He's ironclad, bro. And and. But that the thing is, he's not the only one, bro. There's you can go on. See, I, there's so many released documents, dude, of of colonels and all over the world, bro. It's this is a moot point. The thing is, they don't give a fuck if we know there there's aliens. They don't want that zero point energy because Tesla was working on that, and that's why they gave Edison the mantle and they fucking destroyed Tesla because he was about to de democratize energy. 
right. they don't want that. They don't want something the size of a thimble running the earth for a billion years <laughs> with no fossil fuel and no industry right. to be had. Oh, and, like, and, and they came in and took all his his uh his they books. They ruined too. him. They ruined him. And no, Dave, but and Dave after Edison. he died, they're like, okay, well, we didn't believe in any of your shit. But we're gonna need all them books. Yeah, we give us all them the books. You are writing down. Like exactly. horrible, bro. Horrible. Trust us. We're gonna keep atmospheric doing. energy. Could you imagine? Could you imagine the type of existence we could have if we just didn't have utility bills? Because energy was atmospheric and we could capture it and it wasn't even a big deal anymore. It would well, change it everything. Boy, it would change everything. Like, it would change everything. Yeah. Sorry, go ahead. No, no, no. But like hey, I, I don't need to like fight a war with you. So I can get some of that dinosaur right. blood, you know, buried in the <laughs> ground in order to run all this shit. Maybe we can make different decisions about when we're gonna kill each other when it's a necessity. So yeah, and absolutely. He, and, yeah, go ahead. You don't think you don't think they know that though? I mean, they they, they know that know. they know oh, that shit exists. I, I mean, that's what a, that movie I think there it's will a sacrifice, be blood is about. Man. Oh yeah. I think I think it's an ancient understanding for the people that wield real power to yes. be like, yo, we, we sacrifice yes. some people here and now. Like that's. Like have you ever seen? Have you ever seen "There Will Be Blood" with with uh, Daniel yeah. Day Lewis? Yeah. And that's what that <laughs> film is. That's what that film is about, man. It's about. But here, here, this will tie into another point, dude. Think of this for a second. So, these oil barons are like uh, Cheney and these people who have consciously made money with death, basically, right? So, if we believe energy is real, right? Not necessarily ghosts, but just energy, man. You could walk into a place and a vibe will be super fucked up, right? I mean, it's it's real for me, anyways. So, imagine making all your money like that and having that chase you your whole life, like knowing that consciously, living your life that way. Like that energy didn't go anywhere. I believe that that that's why, like Indian burial grounds, all that shit's really important because that shit is still there. <laughs> it's like. You have legitimately potentially murdered millions slash billions of people with this enterprise. I don't, I'm grateful. I, I mean, obviously the money would have been nice, but I'm grateful I wasn't in the oil business. I'm grateful I'm not a part of that regime because that's the shit that's getting unearthed right now. All of those things, little by little, are coming out. They're going to come out. They're going to come out. We're going to learn how this shit really works. I believe in the next four to five years, not only will there be like a full disclosure of like, hey, there's definitely aliens. <laughs> They're interdimensional. They've been here for a long time. Yada, yada, yada. I really believe that. And I also believe that in that same period of time, lots of these things that we've all secretly known are nefarious and broken and, and destructive and evil are going to start to bubble up to the surface. And you're seeing that oh, with dude, this Epstein shit. Up. You're dude. seeing that. Dude, Ellen's get, about to get but did you did you did you see the um the testimony that got released from 2016? No, I haven't seen it. So the girl was like, uh, yeah, uh, Trump never flirted with me. Um, he would come over and eat dinner, but he'd stay in the kitchen. And um, when I was at the island, uh, Bill Clinton was there with two women. So the flight logs placed Bill Clinton there at least eleven times, and there's speculation <clears> that. <throat> Uh, Trump snitched on him, like mm. he was the dude that snitched on Epstein um, in Palm Beach, and that that's why there was that beef in Mar-a-Lago. But it does seem weird, um, because I don't subscribe to all that QAnon shit. But the idea that once this dude became president, that that Epstein shit was like, yo, we gotta we gotta get him. It just seemed super odd because oh, people I'm... had known about him. Alex Jones was talking about that dude for at least ten years. 
So it wasn't like this this <clears throat> little secret. And then the links that all of these entities went to to keep that shit under wraps, like that footage of that ABC reporter, you know, like nah, you ain't nah, you ain't you can't you can't come with this story. Like what? Like yeah. uh, you've got all the evidence. Like y'all run stupid fucking stories all the time where you have the facts wrong. Like CNN just got sued for like two hundred fifty million for misrepresenting. Like get the fuck out of here. You need all the facts. Y'all run bullshit news stories all the time. But you got all the facts on this dude, but you wouldn't come out and release that shit? Mm, I don't know, man. It, especially with all the political connections 100%. he has. That makes me definitely think like, 100%. you know, all of that shit that gets tossed out is like, ah, uh, that's crazy conspiracy and blah, 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 blah. I definitely think there's some fucking super evil forces that orchestrate all of this shit. Mm. 100%, man. 100%. Bitch, you got my money. I'm not giving you reparations and I'm not kissing your feet. I'm sorry. I'm not well, that, giving you the that, money. That, that makes you a racist. You know that, right? It's all right. <laughs> I, 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 I know within myself that I'm not a racist. I don't mind being labeled a racist. It is we all it is. know that's not good enough anymore. It's all about okay. what you can show and prove with public acts of uh, self-flagellation. Of course, of course. Can which you, is doing absolutely can, nothing to heal the black community or help any of these you don't live <laughs> out here you don't even live out here <laughs> can I jews be racist I, co- I come through when i buy weed not officially not not officially but we, apparent- we got we got this neat trick where we're white when we want to be within the majority but when we get accused of some shit it's like nah i'm a protected minority my friend you can't come after me it's some, heard- it's some it's some vampire shit I heard the Holocaust is like a, a trump card. I, I think so. Even though Mao arguably killed at least 30 million. Mm. Some estimates are as high as 80 million. But the only thing you're going to hear about is R6. R6 is special. Now, can we have this particular plot of land, please? Can, can everybody <laughs> just never criticize anything we do ever, please? You know, the best part... The best part about can I have this particular piece of land is it's followed up with because God gave it to us. Because we're his favorites. Yeah, God gave it he to let, us. He let you favorites. guys hang out here, but he's not really into you. He's, our <laughs> he's not into you like he's into us. You're, you're uh, God's side bitch. <laughs> <laughs> he fucks with you when, when, when we're busy. He'll yeah, come we're out y'all the, some revelation. When we're out in the middle of the woods building golden calves and shit, he might come holler at y'all for a little while. That's, I love that God has a favorite race. That's just awesome. That sets the stage for a lot of other fuckery from humans. The fact that you can be the creator of the, the entire universe, but have a favorite race of people on Earth. And they're not the, funny, the most attractive or anything. The uh, funny I think thing was they about, gave the land to Polish people. <laughs> That's really how'd, they the how'd they slip in there? Because that's what they are, Polish people. Yeah, yeah, that's where a lot of this shit started at, that's for sure. And it was a lot of uh, a lot of crazy back and forth. Yeah, well, Turk, uh, Turk, Turkey too, right? I think it's um, I think it's more like Germany, Austria, Russia. I think there was some of us Eastern European. I yeah. honestly don't know what they use for the genetic marker. All I know is my shit goes back to Ethiopia. That's all I know. 
I don't mm-hmm. know any of that. Everybody's so does. But but yeah. Ethiopians can't, <laughs> exactly. can't claim a residence in uh, Jerusalem. Oh, that's <laughs> like yo, we got the scrolls. Yeah, but you're not really. A, you're not really. Yeah. Come on. You're, you're, gonna to, you're not you're Jewish. Have you're to not come Polish. Up off those <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna have to come up off them scrolls, son. They got the. Uh, isn't that supposed to be where like the ark is? I've I'm heard people find say that. Polish. I'm gonna find a Polish person spit, and I'm gonna do a DNA test, and I'm gonna get my citizenship. <laughs> Just to prove get, my point. You get Polish citizenship. Listen, there's some rockets that are gonna fly in every once in a while, but besides that, you're gonna have a pretty good life, man. Yo, they did let Amari Stoudemire in, so respect for that. Uh, as as an Israeli, yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. Well, you know, he can. He's a 2020 guy. 20 points, 20 rebounds. So, <laughs> so wait, they let him. They let him in. How they let him come live there or something? Because th- there's a shortage yeah. of Jewish basketball players. We need more representation. Oh, is that what it was? Okay, yeah. Always, like, always count on the juice. The juice always has an angle. <laughs> they always got an angle. They let him in because he because he could dunk. <laughs> they did. We don't have a lot of dunkers. For sure. Neither does the WNBA. (laughs) (laughs) Conspiracy theory. The WNBA is nothing but Jewish women. I've only played basketball. I've only played basketball with one Jewish guy, and he always goes to the left. (laughs) Always. Oh. (laughs) I'm talking about I'm talking about Dan, but yeah, Dan's Dan always goes to the left, but I think that must have sounded different. I'm not sure. Yeah. I was just about to disavow. I was gonna just yeah, I, I was really close. That's what we do here. Anytime something sounds problematic, we just disavow it, and that keeps everybody safe and, and uncancelable. It's a panacea. It's a panacea for criticism. And it fixes everything, dude. Just disavow. <laughs> disavow. Okay. Yeah, just start doing it in real life, too. Just Whenever somebody yeah. starts talking about something <laughs> that you don't like, it starts getting I, shaky, I disavow. Yeah. I That's said like it. Take, yeah. It was problematic, and I'm acknowledging it. Therefore, you can't hold me accountable for it. Like taking a photo with the girl in the office with your hands up. Like, yeah, exactly. You gotta do, yeah, yeah. Yep, you got to have both hands visible at all times. And if you want to get really daring and like an outlaw, you want to live on the edge, you do like the air. You put your arm over. It hovers over her shoulder. Hover, but yeah. you don't actually touch it. It's just hovering in the air over the shoulder. <laughs> that shows you're not a complete. You're not in complete fear, but you're protecting yourself. I think that's acceptable. That's what people do, the smart guys do when they go to, like, uh, actors and stuff like that, go to Comic-Cons. They all do the floating hand. Yeah, you ever see that video with uh, Jerry Seinfeld and uh, yes, Kesha? I just, yes, I love it. Oh, that she tries to kiss him. She like, yeah, tries to hug, hug him, him, and he's just like, he's like, uh, like no. It's like, bitch, I got way too much money. Don't fuck with me. Like, this is retarded. No. Yeah, not hugging you, you. Hug me in public? I don't know you, lady. This can, this can be some me too shit. Absolutely she, not. She I was got distraught, too, much too. She walked off yeah. distraught. She was like, I can't believe it. And he was just laughing. That's Smart so man. Good. Smart <laughs> man. I think, uh, I think that's the energy that uh, most women want to experience in their lives, actually. I think they want to be left alone to Injection. a degree. <laughs> yeah, oh. I, think they, I think they need it. And I think it's uh, our fault for not giving it to them freely. I think we would improve the character of the gender disavow if there was more of that energy. <laughs> yeah, we they need it, man, because right now they they're expressing that they're being bothered too way too much. 
and everybody seems to be denying it. They're like, no, women love catcalling. It's like, but I think that's the wrong way to go with this. If they're saying people are bothering them too much, you can't just say, no, you probably like it. I think it should go the other way. I think men should just leave them alone. Just as that's, a whole. That's wise, especially financially. But to be fair, I do think it's it's in brackets. I think I think maybe from 13 to 30 cat calls are uncomfortable and genuinely not liked. I think from 30 to 40 is just annoying, but like 40 and up, I think they're welcomed. You're probably right. Like they're dying for some attention. Like, please tell me these saggy titties are still attractive. Please. Oh, that's powerful. Only cat call women over 45. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm-hmm. Under 45, just treat, just be as dismissive as possible. Yeah, yeah, just like nod. Just give them a nod. Yeah, it's obligatory... I accept that you exist, Nod. Right. I exist. Do you want to show me how to do like a complicated math equation? Right. You want to tell me about the last thing you read? No. Okay, I'm gone. I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna go whistle at this old bitch. <laughs> I think it's perfect. <laughs> I think about. that's the that's the yeah. cure, bro. That's the cure. That would fix society so fast. That would fix. Imagine how social media would change. Because right now, the people who claim that they hate the uh, attention, they run social media right now. <laughs> Those are the ones who absolutely control. That's such a good point. Don't don't catcall me. Give me the catcall equivalent of a thumbs up. Right. That is a catcall. That's, that's a exactly. Cat that's like, bitch, you're fine. But it, it's just, it's it's crystallized into like a like. Right. But it's the same mm-hmm. thing. Yeah, hey, look tangible. at my titties. Look at my ass. You see my titties right. and ass? What do you think about them? I like them. All right. My profile is raised. You got exploding brain emojis. That's definitely a cat call. It's gotta what? be. What? <laughs> 100%. But it's but you know what? It's tangible and it's quantifiable. She has evidence of it. But when she's out in the street and somebody just hollers at her, it doesn't really amount to anything. So that's why it's no good. I'm sure you could I'm sure you could have like a like a Fitbit that they walk around oh, with sh- and it interprets the cat calls and, and converts it into Instagram likes. Also, like, it, it, it makes it into social file. capital. It oh, makes yes. it into social capital. You can get discounts <clears throat> in certain stores. Listen, uh, <laughs> patent that. That's a Black patent. Mirror. That's a Black Mirror episode for real. Is, they have yeah. one. Yeah. It is. You know, you get social capital from cat calls, and then you get discounts. You know, people would just be doing laps around construction sites, just, <laughs> racking, <laughs> just racking up the coins. <laughs> Wearing, wearing progressively less clothes. Yeah, changing outfits, walking back around. Right. I'm a new awesome. chick now. And then men would be so stingy with their attention at that point right. because they understand it equates to to real world discounts. They'd be like, "No, don't cat call it. <clears throat> don't, don't give it." Hey, to fella, it. fellas, I gotta, I gotta jet, man. I gotta go hit the grocery store and be a be a grown up. <laughs> no doubt, man. I do. You I appreciate it, man. Yeah, man, I'm gonna try to get my social capital up real quick. Oh yeah, do it, bro. I'm telling you, man. It, it, everybody need to be able to take advantage of it. Get as much as you can. <laughs> <laughs> it was good chatting with y'all, man. For real. You too, bro. All right, bro. Right, I'll, t- I'll talk to y'all soon. All right, All right. Later. peace. But yeah, man, we. I, I think that's a good one. I like that. The cat calling Fitbit, you know, that works pretty good. That's gonna be one of those ones. If we sleep on, we're gonna lose a million dollars. <laughs> yeah right to have it integrated into instagram or, or integrated into social media some kind of way where you could 
actually count or maybe just a whole new website just cat call capital is that what it is <laughs> cat call capital, capital cat call. yeah if K-K-K. you can legitimately prove know. <laughs> oh <laughs> we, don't, we can't do that this is loud reappropriated <laughs> yeah that's true capital yeah, cat call yeah capital cat calls and we figure out if you can prove that you were legitimately cat oh that's another piece you got to prove that you were legitimately cat called i don't even know well, if those, no, 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 those no. could have been your friends right but that's why it's it's it interfaces a dude has to have his smartphone on and be on the app mm, and right. then and that becomes like a part of your profile and then you get currency so that you can spend it uh on fans only only fans? <laughs> yeah, only fans. Yo, <laughs> you just showed your you just showed your age, bro. Age <laughs> yeah, you reversed. When you say like fans only, I'm on like, the Facebook and the OnlyFans. The book when you face. said fans only, I pictured like a store in a strip mall that just had fans in it. <laughs> That's what Big I old pictured. Box fans. Oh man, fans only. I got a That's fan funny. over here. That's a grandpa <laughs> move for sure. Put you on that book face. Right. <laughs> you posting on the book face. Yeah, that's then once you start reversing stuff, that's when you know you're out of the loop. Well, putting the V in front of it. The yeah. Facebook, the, the face- YouTubes, the internets. Yeah. yeah. It's also not a sign that you talk way. to wholesome women. Yeah, I'm not I'm not I'm not out there hoeing. I really don't know. I know it exists, but I'm not involved. Yeah. Oh, I know they, it exists. Because they would be trying to because they'd be trying to upsell you in public, so you would know how to say it. Because the people that you meet would be like, yeah, check out. They'll be handing you business cards. Check out my OnlyFans. Yeah. It's like, did you just try to sell me? Did you just try to make a sell of me on public? Yeah, here's my digital business card. And then it Bluetooth beams it into your cell phone with the link and a picture. Right. Yeah, man. This it's gotta, yeah, It better come with at least a free picture, right? I mean, come on. You got to have some kind of bait on the hook. You can't just be throwing it out there like that. We were just Can talking I- about this. This thing, this thing went through the freaking roof, bro. People what are loving it, right? Everybody's on it. Every type of person you can think yeah. of. It's the Wild West. It's the gold rush. But, but listen, this is this is what was happening in, in Germany right before their shit fell apart. The Weimar, you know, Republic went to shit. All the women were hoeing. Like, this is not a good sign. <laughs> this is not well, good for the progress right. of society. Let's take a step back, though, because they and were you know actually... They for it. Who? The Jews. Oh, well, I believe them. <laughs> I, automatically, I automatically believe him but those people were actually physically partaking in the act of hoeing which is probably destructive to the body to a degree this and, and the psychology life. this is digital they, they don't even have to leave the house they're not being defiled by random people and they're making money their lives are being actually monetarily enriched by it and they don't even have to leave their houses that has to be an upgrade that's got to be an upgrade. I, I don't know if we can still count that as like it could still be a marker on the fall of civilization. I, I can't. That could be. But I think we're slowly converting all of our women into porn stars. Like we're 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 yeah. Kim Kardashian opened the door of like I'm still gonna be a member of society. I technically did porn, but it's not really porn. So I'm not a porn star. I'm a legitimate person that did porn. And that's what this shit is becoming. So it's like, I'm not crossing this seedy threshold to where I'm marked for life. We're just kind of recalibrating everybody's understanding of it and um, 
kind of changing our mind about what it is. We're kind of rebranding it. But yeah. it's it's some shit you wouldn't it's, want your daughter to do. It's role reversal. It's role reversal. You remember back in the day when hoes like didn't want nobody to know like that they were a hoe? Yeah. yeah. Like it was right. kind of like a but secret was... until one person would blow their spot up. And it's like, dang, man, now everybody know. Now it's ruined. Now right. they want you to know guy. that they're yeah. a hoe. They want Look, you to know. And nowadays the hoes, the hoes are more popular and the groupies are more popular than the people that they're chasing. It's crazy. Look right. at the people that's, that's got true. the most followers on social media. That's true. They're all groupies. Wow, that's real. Yeah, that's crazy. You know what I'm saying? So they're the stars like, now. You the know, groupies are the stars. Yeah, yeah, the groupies, the groupies got more followers than the rappers and the actors and the entertainers that you know that oh, they yeah. use uh, to to jump off their own shit. So and we giving Vita and Karen some or Corinne, we giving them some some credit for that. Yeah. Yeah, I don't, I don't know how it happened, now, man. It's in, they're it's taking pictures man. on their own social media of like the rappers sleep asleep in the bed, and the, and she's taking a secret picture of you after you're knocked out. So like, right. yeah, but guess what? You can remember the name of the groupie that did that, Cat Stacks or whatever her name is, but you can't remember but not which, the rapper. Which rapper was because it happens to a I lot of now. That's the thing. Yeah, they do man. Now. They they like they put yeah. you to sleep and take pictures of you making fun of you while you're sleeping. Yeah. Wow. So, Yo, so, which, so again, uh, uh, <laughs> no, go ahead. No, uh, well, I was gonna say, like, I think Kim Kardashian has the most followers on Instagram. It's something crazy. It's like, it's well over 100 million. It might be like 150 million, or it's, it's, Holy shit. it's like, it's insane. And you look at somebody like you would think everybody knows, like, uh, I, I don't know, like LeBron James. LeBron James has like 50 million followers. You know, it's like, yeah. like Kim how's Kardashian that possible? Has 180, she's got 182 million followers. That's over half the country. 182 million. LeBron James has 69.3 million. And he actually has a marketable skill and talent. Identifiable, quantifiable, elite athlete. 69.3 million followers. Right. Versus the Drake. Yeah. Drake has 70. This dude sells records like Eminem. And he's got 70 million followers. <laughs> and I guarantee you, like uh who's a, who's the next Kardashian? Uh, uh what's the what's the no the little one? Uh, uh Courtney, uh, no, nah, the the baby, like she's she's with baby? Uh, that Travis, yeah, yeah. So let's see, uh, one hundred and eighty-eight million followers. She's Bro. got more than Kim. She's got one hundred eighty million. Yeah, wow. Isn't that crazy? No, I blame, this is, I blame this women. Is this, this is the <laughs> but this is the sign that our society is shit. In terms of what we value, because Kim Kardashian's never even been to the Eastern Conference Finals. She's never, never. won a she's never won a Grammy, right? Yo, you remember? And, you, let's well, let's just judge her off the NBA player she did mess with. Oh, she no. messed with Chris Humphreys, who was a bum, a certified bum. She married him. 
Remember, before she got Kanye, she was with Chris Humphreys. I thought she was with a football player. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. She was with she was with um um Bettis? Reggie Bush. Reggie she Bush. She was with Reggie Bush, who who's a decent bat, and he was a star in college. But in a, in the NFL, he's a pretty good bat. But then you know his mom was like, "Nah, you can't marry her." So she moved on. Didn't they get it like a to no? Chris Humphreys. Nah, they never got okay. married. To Chris Humphreys, who was a certified scrub, bum. And then they got divorced, and then she got with uh, um, Kanye. But the, you know that's that that those were the were the type were the type of dude she was pulling before she got with Kanye, and. Look at the following she has now. Now, let's look at somebody, uh, uh, a woman who has extreme talent. Uh, let's look at uh, Michelle Obama and see how many followers oh, she that's, has. That's going to be embarrassing, man. That's going to be embarrassing. Well, well, oh, you know. Well, to be God. fair, how many how many pictures she got was she sticking her ass out towards the camera? Exactly. Because she, she got, just might not be marketing herself right. Four, that's 40 not. million. Not bad. She got 40 million. She's putting up numbers. And she was a she was the first, first lady. She was a yeah, former first lady, and she's got 40 million followers. See, that, to me, Barbara that's that's Bush hilarious. Oh my gosh. Uh, Barbara Bush got 13 followers. <laughs> Let's yeah, this check is, it this out. Let's run the numbers. I, she can't possibly be on Instagram. <laughs> There's no way, bro. There's no way she's on it. No, Barbara Bush Foundation is on Instagram. This is 15K. 15K. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, or that, that's also for a fact. That's just for a business, so See, we can't, this, you know. This, Still. This, is, this is all China shit, man. This is, this is commodifying <laughs> popularity. This is finding out who are the people that can brainwash the masses? Because right. you're you're selling your influence. Somebody can come to you, like you can do a public service announcement. You could come out for a political candidate. Like having this shit quantified the way that it is, it means that it's capital on a level that we've never been able to quantify before. It's it's really it's really some disturbing shit. Because I don't think Kim Kardashian is more qualified. Than Michelle Obama to come to the table with an opinion, <laughs> and I don't know if that makes me a bad person, but I just I, well it depends I don't, I don't on what, what what's being discussed at the table. Anything that anything that's worth <laughs> discussing for the future of humanity is not some trivial shit. Anything at all worth discussing, we don't need her at the table. Is basically right. If saying. it's some shit that doesn't matter, go right at it. One hundred eighty million. Who gives a fuck? Right. But the fact that. We're getting further and further away. So just just look at the degradation, right? So at one point in society, it's like, oh shit, you 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 cured fucking uh, polio. You came up with the vaccine. Oh shit, you 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 the godfather of theoretical physics. You've given us a whole different understanding of the universe. You motherfuckers are celebrities and rock stars. You're adding to the human story and expanding our horizons on what we know and how we're able to interact with the world and, 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 and harness our knowledge to ease human suffering. So yeah, man, you're curing diseases, you're figuring shit out, you're fucking rock stars. And then it got to some shit where it's like, Hey, uh, you entertain us. You trivially entertain us. You fucking dance, you fucking sing, you do some shit that's entertaining. You, you deserve to be popular. Oh, you pretend to be somebody in movies 
and we give you millions and millions of dollars because you distract us with your shitty propaganda. Uh, every couple of years, you make some shit, and we make you live better than any human beings that have ever walked the earth. Thank you for for. And now we've degraded past that, so we've moved away from helpful shit. We went on to trivial shit. Now the most popular motherfuckers are. I was around some people that do shit. Now I I've got the juice now. Like you just fucked and hung around with some dude who can do some shit. And now you're the most influential people on earth. More people know who you are and follow you in the digital world than any substantive human being. Because you have a huge ass and you fuck famous people. <laughs> like, if that doesn't show you that this shit is out of control, like, as far as who we value, who we give our attention to, and who we make popular, again, no indictment against capitalism. That shit is on us. The free market lets it be, hey, if you can convince people that this shit is valuable, then it's valuable. And we're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. The most meaningless shit, super duper important. Deserves Ray all J our has, attention. Uh, Ray J has 2.3 million followers, by the way. Wax sauce. And he and he dicked her down proper. He put in the work. <laughs> all she had to do was just hang out. And he got he got <sighs> 2.3 million. That shit is... That's, yeah. And, and he had his... At. I think he might have had his own show before uh before he um did. the car Yeah, for the love of Ray J. He did. And wasn't he on um what was it? Moesha? What what sitcom was he on? Yeah, he was that on was a sitcom it, yeah. too. Oh yeah. yeah, he was actually yeah. This motherfucker was <laughs> I've been famous for a fucking long time. I have been making hit records. I have been uh, going to acting classes and appearing on television. I have been famous for at least doing, even if it's some corny shit like a sitcom, bitch, I was at least on TV every week having to perform and doing something. You just showed up with nothing but a huge ass. And you have 180 that's, million to my that's two not even million. Real. That's not even real. <laughs> you got that installed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I'm saying? It's not even but like... But listen, you know, the reason why you know it's not real is because of Kylie. Like you oh, yeah, saw, yeah. like you didn't see yeah. all the rest of them. It was kind of low key, but then yeah. they just kind of were like, "Yeah, we're all fake. It's all fake shit." And Kylie's like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna run with it. I'm you're gonna see me transform in real time. I don't give a fuck. You know, it's all fake anyway." And I think she made like a billion dollars from her makeup deal. A billion dollars. That's amazing. And this Roddy, I'm trying because... to figure out how did what how did Kanye West get that billion? Uh, Illuminati. Uh, yeah, clearly. I mean, I mean, he sold some sneakers. I'm not gonna lie, he did sell some sneakers. Uh, oh yeah, but, it was this deal. It was the Adidas deal that made him a billion dollars. He sold a whole lot of sneakers, and whatever uh, the juice that helped him with that contract, uh, he was getting his propers from it. He he got he got a lot of money from that shit. Because if you remember when he was doing that uh, Donda or whatever, when he was putting out that crazy flow chart that he thought was a business plan he was on like i don't know what social media outlet where he was basically begging mark zuckerberg like yo give me a billion dollars he was like yeah. I'm mark zuckerberg come bail me out so i don't know how he went from that and then like two years yeah, yeah i think he was lying i think it, it was an act i'm gonna act like i don't have money until i get a billion mm. and then he bought half of wyoming <laughs> Which is, yo, but now that I think about it, the more that we talk about that shit, yo, Kanye has the model. 
That's exactly what you have to do. Buy some land cheap, manufacture something. You got a yeah. better idea, some hemp products, everyday products, whatever. Manufacture Yo, sheep out there. Got what? What? Sheep. From the lot? Them... Yeah. No, not sheep. Sheep looch? You got sheep looch out there? Like, like sheep. Like bad, bad sheep. He got animals. He's got livestock. Yeah, because he knows this shit is about over. Kanye is building an ark for him and everybody that he loves. He showed you on that Jesus. That's why he's so religious now. And I forget which video it was where they're all driving in like off-road vehicles. But like, listen, it's about to be some Mad Max. Everybody I know and love, I'm bringing them out here. We're going to manufacture shoes and sell shoes all over the world as this shit burns around uh, all around us. And everybody that's with me here is going to have a place to live. We'll have a product that we're creating and we'll be able to sustain ourselves off the land because we have livestock and crops and all that other shit. He he's investing his money for a future that I think he understands is inevitably going to arrive. Yeah, he's probably right. Rockefeller, y'all. He's probably right. One of the smartest things you can do right now is to buy some of that land out in middle America that's you know rancid from them monocropping for however many generations and it's just destroyed the land and i think a lot of people don't understand the process that it takes to to revitalize the land and it's really not difficult at all it just takes time you know you couldn't buy a 50 acre farm where you can't grow anything fallow land and think you're going to turn it over in a year or two and start producing something that's going to make you some money you're going to have to put seven to ten years that's the slow way, of course, seven to, seven to ten years into just covering the soil, putting mulch down, letting chickens roam out there and like getting the ecosystem pulled back together. But I think if you got the type of revenue, but I mean, it's going to be pennies on the dollar, too. If you got the type of money where you can buy a huge piece of land like that and work it like that for seven to ten years, I think the, the return would be unbelievable. Generational. Uh, yeah, exactly. You could literally change the world. You can change a lot with that type of return because not only did you change this from, you know, fallow dead land to something that can also grow it, that, that can now grow food, you have control over it. So you get to decide what type of practices and what type of agriculture is going to come in there afterwards. You don't have to sell it back to some farm so they can grow 50 acres of soybeans or some shit like that. You, you build a food forest. You plant 500 different types of fruit trees and you just let it be there existing in nature. That's way more valuable than some kind of monocrop farm. You could bring families, you could bring a few families there and just teach them how to roam around and pick food and eat and just graze off the land. That shit will keep you sustained for multiple generations. And it's not hard to do. It's very low effort, low impact, low input. All you really need is yard waste. You need mulch and shit that you could cover the ground with. You need a couple hundred chickens and shit like that and let them roam around and just do what they do. Maybe some other livestock to, to speed it up. But uh, you, it's really not a whole lot. You're not going to be out there with trucks and digging and tilling. You're just going to cover the soil and let it bring itself back to life. And in 10 years, it'll be a fucking utopia, yo, with very little work put in. And, think... and it's land like that all throughout middle America. Well, that's that's and and you know the way that the market works is you see where everybody's moving or you get there before everybody goes there and that's how you make money and you watch what the rich are doing because the rich know what the fuck time it is before the rest of us do and um, that's the number one thing that they're doing they're fleeing Los Angeles they're fleeing New York 
um, New York's tax base has shrunk. Like I think they said is like they're looking at like five hundred million less in tax revenue, some crazy amount. Like and people are going to the middle of the country and they're buying up all the houses there, buying it all up. Smart. It's a little. It's probably a little greedy, but you know, it's a smart move, man. I definitely uh, once I get a nice amount of disposable income, I'm definitely buying a, a huge plot of land out there just to, to run the experiment for my own, you know, just for my own experience. I want to see what happens and take part in doing something like that. That's definitely on, on my uh, vision board. For I'm just going to buy canned vegetables. Just all like, canned vegetables. <laughs> like what y'all, what y'all said was just way too much. Like, just, I'm gonna, I, like I'm, I'm slowly gonna stocking up. Grand and green beans and peas. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tuna fish. This shit's going to last at least 20 years. Listen, listen. And, it's, it sounds like a good idea. I'm going to buy some I'm going to tell you the next shit that's going to come out. The next shit is not going to affect humans. It's going to be some kind of plague that like eats up the damn plants and makes the fucking uh, cows and shit fall the fuck over. China sent us seeds. You know what I'm saying? And so when that shit comes out. Over. That's true. You might be able to get the cows, but trying to attack uh, nature itself is a is a that's a losing bet. All Unless... you gotta do is get the right kind of yo. Know, uh, one time, I don't know why the fuck I was there, but I was at a a a, a customs uh, border patrol building in Charleston, and you know what they do in there? They inspect packages that come off these container trucks from the port there that are coming from like different countries and stuff. And they're inspecting it. And you know what they're looking for? I thought like they were looking for drugs and shit. Nope. They're looking for like insects, bugs, right. like anything that can come and like, you Be know, destructive species to the environment. Yeah, yeah exactly. They spend hours analyzing everything that comes into our country. And I'm like, damn, these are the motherfuckers that are really protecting us. And like nobody knows who they who they are, and I'm like, yo, suppose like one of them like calls out sick, and like some shit comes through, and like there's some kind of beetle or whatever that fucking eats corn and wheat and shit that doesn't have a natural predator here in the in right. the U.S. And that shit fucking that package just happens to go to fucking Montana where all the or whatever state that has all Iowa. the damn shit, and it's just Iowa fucking. And it fucking just rips through that state, and we don't got no more damn corn. I know other countries have that shit, too, but let's just say we're the only country that exists. Everybody's dead. Except you, because you got 10 grand worth of canned goods (laughs) in a a storm cellar. I'm telling you. I'm going to tell you. The 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 Mormons got it right, man. The Mormons got it right. the The issue wouldn't be the beetle. The issue would be our farming practices because that's how we could get screwed. If the beetle came over here and it had the potential to clear out, you know, to multiply and clear out, you know, 100 acres of corn and mess up the corn syrup and animal feed and it just destroys all these other systems that we have in place. The problem was growing 100 acres of the same corn. That's the problem. If you were growing 50 different types of corn, it's very likely that some of those corns the beetle wouldn't like to eat. Some of it might be, uh, you know, make the beetle sick or something like that right. so y- you wouldn't be able to collect that data because you're only growing one type of corn for as far as the eye can see right. and it, happen- it happens to be the perfect one for him to destroy it if that's that's the problem if you have biodiversity 
you can figure things out. If you got the right biodiversity, you're going to have enough birds around that can eat that beetle when it lands on your corn. But if you spend your time killing all the other vegetation except the corn, then you're not going to have the birds either. You know what I'm saying? We ruin the ecosystem, the relationship nature has with itself. We've gotten in the way of that so much that we've crippled ourselves. So if something does come over here and it and becomes, you know, intrusive or it starts to attack something, we've set up a perfect, it's like setting up bowling pins. We set it up perfect so it can just ravage the entire thing and destroy our whole fucking line that we use all of that product with. And it's because we use stupid agriculture. So the problem well, wouldn't be the beetle. Have, the problem is our agriculture. Talk to these, have, you, have you talked to people that are in charge of our damn ag agriculture? Oh, have please. you heard them put sentences together? They yeah. go out there, well, <laughs> all the corn is gone. Did we harvest it? <laughs> Uh, we didn't harvest it. Then where's all the corn? Oh, damn. The Beatles got it. Well, guess it, we're all going to die. We all fucking die. Yeah, oh, we don't got God. no more cornflakes. We don't got it's no more about... popcorn. Yeah. We don't, don't got... We, man, yo, we are fucked. We are fucked. You know, all these cows is eating uh, fucking corn anyway in that damn feed. Which you is know, all the cheap. But we've, yeah, had, we we've had examples of this though. The the murder hornets that came in. There's some shit that doesn't belong here. I don't know how the fuck they got over here. There was a point where they thought bananas were gonna go extinct because they only they were only yep. growing one particular Cav kind of banana. banana. Stupid. Yeah, Ridiculous, because bro. right, and and it's because we find the one that's the mo that's gonna give the most yield. It's the most economical, right? Because we we we. We, we shoehorn it into the bottom line to make it work, and that's how we evaluate the value of it. But really, in reality, you know, if we were truly trying to mitigate our risk, right, and limit the amount of problems we could potentially have in the future that could be catastrophic, we're short-sighted, and we make the short-term decision for the profit instead of the long-term decision for survival. Bitch, we need more bananas. <laughs> Don't just put all your eggs in one basket. Right. And we've been it's been proven so many times, but they won't break their habits when you keep doing the same thing and expecting different results. You know what that is. Or if you keep doing the same thing, knowing how destructive it could be, knowing how vulnerable it is and you don't take no precautions to make any type of changes. There's hundreds of different type of bananas, but they might not all be able to get picked two weeks early and put on a truck and driven or boated across a couple hundred miles and sit in a store for another two weeks before they spoil. You know what I'm saying? Man, so that's why they use the Cavendish gets, banana. They get so many grants. Like I can't think of any industry where you can completely fuck everything up and be like, well, we don't got no tomatoes this year. And like you're the biggest tomato farmer in the country and the government just cuts you a blank check pretty much. They just yeah. give you a check. Well, here you can rebuild your whole farm, get new equipment and all that other stuff. I can't think of any industry where that exists, where you well, have you, so many safeguards that prop you up. Well, it's it's, ad, we it's, screwed ad, it up it's admitting so how much of a, of a how much of a necessity it is, though. Yeah. Like, we so screwed even, it up so bad. We fucked it up so bad. We have to. Everything has to be subsidized. If they took away the government subsidies, a loaf of bread would cost you seventeen dollars. Yeah. <laughs> For real. For, if they didn't that's, do that's that, that's why I only that's why I only eat the unleavened. Oh, you eat the juice bread? I thought that was the, ain't that yeah, the juice man, bread. Yeah, man, I went to this one spot. 
Yeah, man. Dude gave me some bread and that meat and them vegetable things and wrapped it in there. You know what I'm saying? I was like, yo, this ain't no sandwich. He was like, yeah, that's $10. <laughs> Talking so about like the shawarma, the pita shit? No, no, like no, 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 no. It was unleavened. It, no, it wasn't that. It was like unleavened bread and a dude, like, I thought he was like, you know, Arab or something. And uh, um, it wasn't a gyro. It wasn't uh, Slovakia or whatever you call it. It wasn't nothing like that. It was unleavened bread and like chicken or something like that and, and like like two or three vegetables on it and a leaf. And uh, um, he like told me it was $10. This is when I was living. I ate a terrorist sandwich is what I ate. It sounds like a Semitic taco is what you describe it. <laughs> a Semitic taco. Wow, that All sounds like a, that's a good name for a restaurant. It's the Semitic taco. Yeah, <laughs> I like that, bro. That's, that's that's clever right there. The Semitic. You got to figure out what is it, what's on it. What is it? Gefilte fish on there? Gefilte fish tacos <laughs> with matzah. <laughs> matzah. And I'm tacos. wondering. I'm like, man, like you know, what I'm saying why why is our bread like in Europe and in the only bread that's like you know everywhere else in the world if they eat any kind of bread it's like flat except for like america nice. and europe we you like know that we man our, that bread just explodes you put that Yo. shit in the oven it just it blows the fuck up american bread is illegal in europe and then you know <laughs> white bread <laughs> yeah it's illegal they won't even they won't even yeah. allow people to eat it over there yo. <laughs> like we actually care about our people yeah, well, Wonder Bread, uh, I heard like in your colon, it turns into glue. It's like the worst thing, one of the worst things you do. <laughs> Absolutely. And people and didn't you know make fun what? of people for having all these allergic reactions and people saying gluten and all of this stuff. It's because the food's getting progressively worse. Right, I'm your like, body's like, all right, we've been rolling with you for 80 years. We can't do it no more. We're drawing, our bodies are just drawing a line in the sand. Like, okay, we can't eat this shit. We've been eating, you know, a progressively degraded quality in food for like a hundred years. No more. We we can't. We're just all gonna be completely allergic to everything. To everything. If- That's what happens. I mean, how we're super compromised, bro, with the amount of sugar and the, we were just talking about the That's corn, bro. That's why these babies are drinking insure, man. The babies are drinking insure. Yeah, well, they, that's been and happening that's all for they a long damn time. Drink. People been saying that for a long time. It was the Similac kids that was shooting up the nineties. Yeah, it was for sure. Blasting everything. It was the Similac babies, bro. It was fucking everything up. The, you know what? I'm actually, super, I actually, actually, it, it was the super predators. It was super predators. <laughs> that, I think that's why I'm so aggressive because it was, it was something Similac, in the Similac, bro. Definitely. Oh, I 100%. bet you if we if we look into Hillary Clinton's portfolio, I bet you she was heavily invested in Similac. Oh, 100 percent because she needed Yo, the super predators, bro. right? Problem, problem, uh, solution, whatever, whatever it is. The the I forget the problem, uh, I, whatever. But but that there's three words to it that I can't remember. But she came with it. She's like, look, I'm gonna sell them the Similac. I'm gonna create the super predators, and then I'm gonna come through with a solution. I'm gonna make money on the back end with all these Similac sales, uh, or on the front end with all the Similac sales, and on the back end, I'm gonna get political capital cleaning up these streets. It's brilliant. Yo, it y'all hear really this uh, breaking news? Y'all get it on your phone about Microsoft? No. About trying to buy TikTok? They did. It's a done deal. 
How is that allowed if you know it's a Chinese spy tool? So now the government can't shut sense. it down? Now he can't it says, it? it says, after the software giant CEO and Trump spoke Sunday, Microsoft said an agreement could include the video apps operation in Canada, Australia, and New Zealand. Mm. And Microsoft will also move forward with plans to buy the U.S. operations of TikTok. Yeah, can, can we keep in mind that this is the same dude saying that everybody's got to be vaccinated? Well, I'm like this. How is that? How's that ethical that the president of the United States basically brokers a deal with the app that he just said is a tool? Right. It's a spy tool. I I don't think anybody is in disagreement there. But like, how can he how can he broker the deal? You know what I mean? It seems like a huge, like ethical, like like that sale shouldn't be allowed to happen. Bill Gates got a swinging dick. He must have gone there and just dicked him down and changed his mind. Like, yeah, you're going to feel so good after this. You're not going to care. Like, what What could he possibly tell him that he that cheapened it? He, 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 he said he was going to ban it, which cheapened it. And then he lets his, and then he lets Bill Gates buy it for pennies on but the that, but, but, Right. But, but that's what I'm saying is like, what do you come in there and say? It's like, okay, this is a tool that's being used to spy on Americans. We know that the Chinese government is involved in this. And Bill Gates sits him down and like, listen, if I'm in charge, everything's going to be different. I know other people have let you down, but I'm different. Like, what did he tell him that made him totally reverse course? That seems super shady. That's like, almost I, got like ta- some... I got tapes in... of you on Epstein Island. Oh, there it is. That's almost like that's almost like insider trading and shit to get one guy yeah, to lower so, the it's, price. It of sounds it. illegal because <laughs> you're the, you're the president of the whole free world. So if you say you're gonna ban the app, you know you know they're gonna you know it's gonna go but, down. But, but I thought I thought Congress and the courts have to make that call if they allow a merger or a purchase. Uh, well, according like, to the Wall Street Journal, that's what's happening. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know a whole lot about like that kind of thing, but I do know, you know, what I'm saying in the street, if you got a pack and uh the dude that's a that that runs that whole block was like, yo, don't get that work. That work right there ain't 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 no good. You know what I'm saying? I and we ain't selling that around here. And then, you know what I'm saying, I, I, I got the pack on me that nobody won't buy. And then um, he gets his man to come be like, yo, I'll take that off of you for pennies on the dollar. You <laughs> that know sounds what I'm like just a good business strategy at this point. I mean, it's sounding, it sounded smarter and smarter the more we talk about it. it sound, so I, let's it, let's do it. Let's let's start a cancel campaign on something. Buy stock. And, after we and drop what, the price. What, what, after we, we, we use the cancel culture. To, to like make their stock like plummet, we buy it <laughs> and then just sit and, on it. And, it and then just sit on it and get rich, yeah. Because then we can do a uh, we can do secretly do a, a fluff campaign after we finish the cancel campaign to bring the stock price back up. So we, we can t- manipulate it in the real world. I don't even think that's illegal if you can actually manipulate something in the real world to influence stock prices to where you buy and sell. I don't even know how that could be illegal. You know, Listen, uh, you, you know what happened TikTokers. with Kodak. With who? Kodak. No. You know how it blew up. 
Kodak was $2 a share on Friday. It gets announced that they're going to start making pharmaceuticals. The next week, it shoots up to $60. Wow. That's pretty dope. I mean, like, yeah. You're not just doubling your money. Okay. Two to four, you doubled your money. Okay. Four to six, you tripled your money. Six to eight, you quadrupled. At right. $10, you quintupled it. Whatever then, the word would be. So extrapolate that up to $60. Now, it was already running up before the announcement was made. Of course motherfuckers knew what was coming. That's why people get so mad at the shit being rigged. Like, how the fuck did you know that that was going to go down? They're all crooks. They all know the decisions they're going to make. And the stock price was already running up before the announcement because everybody that had pre-existing knowledge was like, yo, I'm going to put a whole bunch of money into this. And then people that are day trading, they see the activity, they're like, oh, shit, some shit's going down. And they start throwing their money at it. That's amazing. It's such a, uh, it's, it's such, it's kind of fragile on one hand, but at the same time, it's such a tried and true system based on, you know, what is it? It's a graph of, of rich people's feelings. Emotions, yep. But Cause, it's Because so, there's, there's it's, no earnings report. They haven't produced one pharmaceutical just yet, <laughs> but you could have you know, uh, multiplied your wealth 30 times over right. by knowing to put the money in there Friday when it was $2 a share. It's amazing. And so I guess if you pay attention to this kind of stuff, those are the trends that you can make the big come-ups on because the real game is the long game we all know with stocks is to just stay in the market and keep purchasing and keep doubling down on the market because as long as America's here, that shit's going to be intact and making people money. So if you're in that game, if you're in it for the long game, you can guarantee that you win over time. Yeah. But playing the small, you know, little flips are a lot more dangerous, but you can definitely put yourself in position to make some major moves if you make just a few good calls. If you make two or three good calls in a year, it could change your life. Yeah, you just got to you got to you got to suppress that feeling in your balls when that fear <laughs> comes up where you're just like, "All right, I'm going to put up my life savings and hope that this shit works out." Right. And even that, like, you know, even if the $2 thing, right, $2 to $60, even if you put, you know, it might not have been your life. So if you put 500 bucks into that, that's a hell yeah. of a come up. That's yeah, a big a come up. Thousand. Right. And that, that could that changes the rest of your year. And that also can give you the confidence to keep looking and do that a few more times. And you also have the revenue to, you know, next time put two grand on it instead of 500, that type of shit. So you, you can definitely uh, make some power moves. I, mean, I, I think it's a perfect place to, to really get schooled on because of the fact that it's made so many people so much money for so long. Yeah. I feel like you could stick it, it, it. They're throwing around so much money. I feel like you can find a little hole in the wall and just stick your hand in there and just catch what you catch. You know, don't get greedy and try to get in there and be with them. But if you just get involved in it, there's so yeah. much coming down. You're going to catch that drip. You're going to catch some dude. It's $15,000. That 500 would have been 15. Right. That's so a lot. Not, that's a yeah. big come up, bro. That's a, that's super a nice big come up. up. And if, like I said, you do that two or three times a year, after three or four years, you're in position to start really making some good long-term investments that could create generational wealth just on a, on a few good years. And, and I don't think a lot of people uh, factor that in, you know, because maybe because they don't think they have enough to invest or they don't understand enough about it. But that's just been paying people for a long time. And I don't think it's going to stop as long as there's an America. 
You can bet on that. You can bet on the stock market for sure, for sure, because they're going to keep paying their people. Yeah, it's just one of those things uh, about financial education. Because I think mo- the average person, I don't even think, knows to do it. They just, I think, like, I, I remember um, I worked at a lot of jobs where people would, like, ask me to help them with their 401k. Where it's just, it's just like a, a total foreign language. Like, they have no idea what they're looking at. Like, they're reviewing the perspectives. Like, I, I don't know. I don't know. I have no idea. So I think, like, because I remember in school, we got zero training on that. Like, if you didn't get on the internet and start researching and looking into it for, you know, yourself, or you don't come from money, like, you really don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like, Yeah, it's true. Because I know everybody in my circle coming up, like, nobody knew anything about it. Nobody knew yeah. anything. Yeah, you don't think it's for you. I mean... I don't, I'm not sure what type, what your exact experience was, but me growing up and the people I was around, adults and the people my age, it, the sentiment was, it's just not for you. Not not saying like uh, you won't get it or you wouldn't understand it. Just it's not for you at all. You ain't going to be able to get in there. They not going to let you or whatever it is. That was the energy is that this was something that you're not allowed to take advantage of. So don't even worry about it. That whole stock financial, nobody talked about nothing like that because that was, you know, that's the system. That's the white man. <laughs> it's the white man. He ain't going to let you get none of his pie when the truth is the exact opposite. And that shit is indiscriminate. If right. you just get in there and put some money in, who's going to be like, oh, well, uh, we have a clause in our company that says black people can't make investments. <laughs> <laughs> like, that shit don't exist, bro. You we're can't, we're withholding all of your dividends and we're confiscating yeah. your stocks. And we're, nah, just, we're not yeah. shit. <laughs> we just, we're just going to assume that you've been on welfare most of your life. And, <laughs> and you owe it. To pay, and you owe yeah, it. Yeah. We're going to pay yeah, this back to the government. That's not how it goes, bro. You get in there, you learn a little bit. And that's why people who are in jail... We have nothing but time on their hands. Start picking up newspapers or, or going on websites and reading this shit, noticing patterns and giving people stock advice and shit like that. Next thing you know, they're making money because they got nothing but time to analyze this shit. They're not out here chasing the next pair of Jordans and trying to get a new baby mama. They ain't got a whole bunch of shit that's distracting them. They sitting down hours and hours and hours a day just staring at this shit until it makes sense. That's the only difference. That's the only difference. Now, if we could find a way to put people, which is actually, uh, I guess, you know, nature, depending on how you look at it, either nature or China found a way to sit everybody down and give them a lot of time to study shit because everybody's on lockdown. They can't do a whole lot. So you have to be get focused on something. It'd be a perfect time to start introducing that type of stuff to people because they have the time to get to uh, to binge watch it. And that's what you got to do. You got to get obsessed over shit like that so you can start learning about it. Because if you approach it casually, I think you set yourself up even more for failure because you won't take it as seriously. But if you spend a few weeks or months like really digging down deep into it like you would, like if you just discovered Alex Jones, the way you'd be up at two o'clock in the morning watching videos, if you were up at two o'clock in the morning watching people rant about finances and stocks and shit, eventually you'd be in a place where you could confidently make some good decisions that will probably pay off. Because I don't think you have to be a genius. I don't think you got to be a genius. You got to be pretty smart. You can't be stupid. You can't be frivolous. But I don't think it takes some kind of... some kind of you know mathematic savant to make money in this shit, yo. No, you gotta be disciplined. You gotta have a game plan. 
Um, you can't just be willy nilly about it. And there's, I mean, you could get on YouTube and there's a whole bunch of people that will give you tips and they'll tell you like the setup. Like this one dude I watched, uh, there was a Agile Aerial Systems, I think is the name of it. They hype their stock up all the time over bullshit. And they were giving people the impression that they were going to start doing business with Amazon because uh, of where they opened up one of their like headquarters or whatever. And Amazon had just opened up a distribution center. And they're like, yo, we make UAVs. You know what I'm saying? Maybe we're going to deliver packages for Amazon. I don't know. And that shit went from like a buck to three bucks. Mm. You know, And it's not always going to work like that every time. But if you were like, you know what, I'm going to put up a grand, just see what happens, you know, you, you made two grand, you know. Uh, right. If you held it too long, you know, and it goes back under a dollar, you may lose. Or you see it shoot up to $3 and then you buy a whole bunch thinking, oh, not understanding, like, yeah, the hype has already fizzled out, you know. And, and you don't sell till it gets down to 250 even though you got no, no indication that it's going to actually, you know, go beyond what it is like the the play has ran its course you know but you just buy it and you're like well i'm sure it'll go up again not understanding like there was a specific reason why it went up right right because you know, it's not really it's not it, it, it's not intrinsically valuable it's just valuable because at the moment people are speculating on it and right. so yeah you you make money based on people's greed and speculation and it does something that feels kind of uh about it but if you're just a dude who's like, yo, I got five or six hundred bucks, you know, I, I mean, it, I think it's, it's better than just putting it in the bank. I mean, even fucking um, like even online, like high yield uh, savings accounts, like they were paying like two point five percent, which is like crazy unheard of. Like you got to get into a CD for that. And because of all this shit's going on, like the highest they dropped to like two, one point six. And now they're down to just like one percent. Is like the highest yield you can get. So I mean, even if you get the best deal on a savings account, you ain't making shit like you could make, you know, if if you're willing to just put in a little bit of study, a little bit of effort. All right. Yeah, I think I, I see where it pays off, man. I wish, you know, not wish, but it would have been dope to have learned some of this shit at at an earlier stage in life and have more understanding okay. of it. But you know, you, you, we I think we're still in position to be able to take advantage of it. And because uh, I, I mean, I've listened to a few people talk about it. And even at the age we are now, if we come up with a, a comprehensive plan, you know, to get into it and stay in it in the next right. three to five years, we could still, you know, and be semi aggressive. You know what I mean? You got to kind of make yeah. up for long time type shit. But um, I think we could still see something that's worth that would make your effort worthwhile when you look back in the next 15 years to be like damn i'm glad i did that when i was 40 something you know what i'm saying so right we still in a position to make it work and not to mention you know I, i'm not trying to that's that's a side hustle you know what i'm right, saying right right that's a side hustle and i'm completely intending on creating enough uh intellectual property to put myself in a position of financial freedom anyway that's the point and so we can create this uh, this meditation place and this this mushroom church. This whole now we we definitely got some <laughs> some world saving to do. Now I was the people I was building with today. We was just talking, just like we talk on the show. And by the end of the conversation, they was just like, "Yo, man, let me know where your church is open because I'm definitely gonna come holler at you." I'm like, "Yeah, hell yeah, you are, bro." <laughs> like I already told you the best detail. You know, nobody's gonna bang your wife. So I mean, what else do you need to know? <laughs> 
we already win. We're already best the best Colts you ever heard of already. <laughs> just just by that one fact alone, we're the best Colts you ever heard of. So, yeah, we definitely uh, got got world changing to do, bro. So I'm I'm looking forward to it. I think that shit's gonna be amazing. I love it. I concur, Doctor. <laughs> but yeah, man, I'm gonna um, get ready to turn in. Try to find myself a dope movie to watch tonight. Hopefully, my my daughter's been watching the Hannibal TV show, and that shit's got me in the mood to watch some some real good horror movies. So I gotta find something creepy to watch tonight. That's the that's right. the type of mood I'm in right now. I need to see uh, I want uh, something sophisticated though, not like you know in the woods cabin killing teenagers. I need something sophisticated, yeah. you know? something with a real storyline. I mean, I need I need to know really why you need to skin this person. Right. What's your motive? <laughs> What's your motivation? What's, motive? What's driving you? Is it a weird mom? Is it? I mean, it's always a weird mom. But what else? You know what I'm saying? No. Let Let's do it. And yeah, let's start ending these episodes like uh, it reasonable. Because <laughs> sometimes we, I think one we did five hours. I mean, that's well, just one was four. One was four something. But you know, fuck. Who, so what? You, you know so what? Well, it was the, a four-hour podcast. We, we had a great fucking time, and you don't have course. to listen to all four hours. So guess oh. what? That's the best thing about this shit. It's like quantum YouTube streaming. You could just start at the one-minute mark and skip to 333. It's totally up to you. Of, of, <laughs> you, know? Of, you, you know what? You, you're absolutely right. It's You know what it is? It's the juice in me. Wanting to right. be like Efficiency. your producer, right? And <laughs> yeah, just be like, well, you don't want to give them all of it at one yeah, time. Yeah. You know, you want to piecemeal it out little by little. Don't blow all your load in one show. You can talk <laughs> about these things next week. Hey, it's yeah. going to be a whole nother show. We can have a whole nother sponsor, make some more money. Like, you know, just package it up. Hour, hour and a half, two hours. Don't, don't, don't OD them. Because yeah. anyway, too, next time, too, because uh, I know I argued uh, with you, Q, about this last time. Uh, or not last time, but like three years ago when I told you, and I had a different impression of it, but I definitely want to argue with you about it uh, on the next one. Uh, I told you Trump was going to send the National Guard. And I just wanted to revel in my ego a little bit because I've been I've been right in my predictions so often. I, I just kind of want to revel in my prescience that that I, I, I keep calling it and I keep getting it right. That's all. That's all. Because it did come to fruition. So I was right. I want it as a matter of record. <laughs> this is totally ego-driven. It absolutely adds no value to anyone's life. And I recognize the childishness of it. But I, I just want to revel in it just for a moment. That's it. That's, That's all. Fair. That's fair. That's completely fair. You got you, you to gotta take credit where credit is due sometimes. And uh, he, did, he definitely sent in the National Guard. So anybody who said that he wasn't going to do it. I mean, hey, look at where we are now. And the people who hated it before love it now, even though, you know, within context, it, it makes a little bit more sense now because the people, last time they did this a few years ago, those people were kind of just standing around at their own places talking shit with guns. So versus now, people are actually destroying shit and killing people in the streets. So that's a little bit different. Well, there's two different things because it wasn't because because I'm not even talking about the protesters. The protesters was a whole nother thing. I'm talking about specifically uh, crime in the inner city being out of control and the National Guard getting deployed. Oh, wow. Cause, okay. Because in Chicago, he sent troops. I think it's called Operation Legend. And I think it was named after one of the victims, like a kid that got shot. 
in uh, the Crossfire. I forget. I forget the kid's oh, name because wow. I'm a piece of shit. But yeah, so it's two totally different things because 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 that would be unfair if I called it uh, and and it, because of the crime rate and then some shit happened. Well, there's uh, a bunch of white Antifa dudes, you know, spray painting and blowing shit up, uh, playing um, playing terrorist group, right? Because then I got the result, but I didn't call the exact circumstance. But right. I called specifically like, yo, if shit is still out of control in Chicago, I guarantee you, like, this dude is going to send, he's going to send in the National Guard. And at the time, I kind of saw it as a bad thing. So my attitude about it has changed. Because at this point, I think, you know what? I, I don't think that's the worst thing. I, yeah. I, I don't think this is the worst thing. And they even got footage where um, they were interviewing some people in the community. who's like, yeah, of course. This shit is crazy. Please send us help. Yeah. And, and those voices never get to make it typically because um, they don't get to make it onto the airwaves because it doesn't fit the narrative. But, yeah, I, I absolutely believe that there's people in those communities are like, yo, please help us. This shit is wild. You need to get that police draft going, bro. Yeah, the police draft is a brilliant idea. Yeah, bro. I mean, people would probably hate it at first. And for the people who hated it the most, I guarantee you couldn't formulate a logical argument against it. There's no way. Because we're not talking about like, oh, you force you to be a cop and you work for free. No, we're going to force you to take this good-ass job and some benefits and shit like that. And take this training, this discipline training to teach you what to do. Bro, I'd 100% be down for a police draft, bro. And every, every city that has a high number of murders, police draft. And that's the threat. That's the threat yeah. if your city gets above a certain number of murders. Police draft, bro. And the pen, the the, the only thing I see, because because it's an easy sale, because the pension is like, you're gonna be a millionaire just off your pension, right? Like you're gonna be taken care of. Like explain to win, me how that's the man holding you down, right? We <laughs> we may have to raise it from like 20 years to like 25 or 30 or something. Like you got to put in more more service, um, yeah, with how much money gets on these pensions, but, um. But the only thing I foresee is like, how do you know you're not drafting the criminals? And then you just got a corrupt ass police force. They, well, that's what they did with soldiers, right? How do you know you're not drafting psychopaths that mm. can't wait to go kill people? All right, fair enough. Right, you put them in training, and you hope that your training is going to make them follow orders and do what you tell them to do and fight for the cause that you align them with. That's what you hope. You hope they're not just out there saying, you know, die gook scum, and I've been waiting for this my whole life. I just wanted to kill people. You I'm hope keep that's all not these the heads in my bag. Right, you hope that's not the case, but that didn't stop them from sending people to war, recruiting them and sending them to war. So why should it stop them from recruiting them and making them cops? Do you believe in your training? Do you believe in the culture of your police? That if we hire these people who may have criminal predilections, that they might align to set themselves up the right way and be like, oh, I got an opportunity to change. You know, I got a brotherhood. All the shit that you were looking for in the street. They wear, they wear all wear one color. They're your boys. They got your back. If you call them, they're going to come. Like, all that shit you were looking for from the Crips, the Bloods, the Vice Lords, all that shit's right got there. It the it's right there. And you're going to get paid more, arguably. Mm -hmm. But you're going to get paid legally, which is worth, if you count what the, the costs the, the variable of making legal money and the sleep that you get yeah. making legal money versus that, making a bunch of drug money that you got to look over your shoulder right. for the legal money uh, it magnetize, magnifies exponentially guaranteed and, and I guess if you if you if you're implementing universal body cameras it's kind of hard to be corrupt because the shit is literally being monitored 24 hours a day between the street light cameras and the body cameras I mean it'd be it'd be very hard um to uh to do dirt on the clock 
if you're if you're conti- con, uh, continuously monitored, which again I, I'm, I'm I advocate for that as well. Like we need to have a, a police a police review NSA. They're just yeah. like the NSA spies on everybody. Um, we we need to keep all the shit on a hard drive, just like they built those facilities out in Utah, Colorado, whatever. Have the same shit for the police. That shit would end so many problems, so many controversies. If you always have every interaction documented, it protects the police officer, it protects the citizen. And once you impose this uh, this uh, crime draft, the police draft, based on your murder rates, if your concern is, well, these people may come in and exploit... Um, their position because they you actually drafted some of the criminals uh, in that community and, and they may get, be given over to corruption. Well, everything is monitored. So you've already made it where it's an institution where it's very hard for corruption to thrive because you have an independent agency monitoring everything anyway. Absolutely. So I, I don't see no problem work. with it. I don't see no problem with it. Not an ethical problem. It's if you if people believe in the draft, they for military, you I don't see why you wouldn't believe in this. I think this is actually better than the military draft because you're not sending people out of the country to one hundred percent murder. Just kill. Right. You're Cops here to are not that's exactly. Yeah. They have a different agenda. Yeah, it's a different you get to go home to your family every night. This should uh yeah, I, I don't see no issue with it at all. I'm 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 sure I'm in Coonville right now, but Listen, I think hey, it's a dope idea. Hey, you're conquering our own <laughs> negativity. You are absolutely right. Don't ever forget I'm it. Conquering, it's a beautiful thing. Conquering, conquering our own negativity. You know what? Absolutely right. I'm taking it back. <laughs> Coon has been officially reclaimed. Listen, Terry reclaimed it. I think everybody just needs to roll with it. That man is a national treasure. Protect him at all costs. <laughs> <laughs> all right, then. All right, brother. Enjoy your night, man. Great talking to you. Absolutely. Love y'all. Peace. Be easy. Enjoy time with your families. Until the next episode. Bless. Godspeed.